Oh, do you want a weather report? Never mind. We can have a weather report if you like. Sure, it's uh, 84 degrees currently in Orlando, Florida. 85% humidity. 85%. That's nuts. Uh, barometric pressure, 30.02. Yeah, it's we've gotten a lot of rain. It's been very... Those we get the afternoon rain patterns here in Florida this time of year, and they're usually pretty pretty brutal. And now, back to the studio. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny Two podcast, dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Perotti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Well, I suppose I better introduce you guys as, as we're kind of here. So, as I've said, Parody is out again on holiday and I knew he was going to be away. So I asked Mr. Kingsley Mack over at the Guardian Hub to come and join us to stand in for Parody. So thank you very much, Kingsley, for coming and standing in for Parody this week. But I don't know if I'm standing as tall. I heard on the last week's show, I didn't know Parody was that tall. He's huge. <laughs> I've seen a picture of him. He's like huge. Well, I'm six foot average, right, right on the dot. But yeah, you guys were saying like six, something like six. We, we six may have, or yeah, we may have been exaggerating, but I'm sure he but is. Still. Yeah, I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's he's quite a tall man. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. And then at the eleventh hour, I get a message from Respawn telling me that he's not going to be available for the show, and I was like, "Who can I get to replace Respawn? I need a Floridian man. Doesn't necessarily have to be angry or not." So I, I asked my friend Gator over at the Guardian Downcast to come and join us. So it's kind oh, of hey. like a, a mini TriCast. Yeah, that's mm. me. What do you know? Yeah. Hey, hello, I'm Gator. I'm the token Floridian for the show. Yep. I don't know if I'll bring the, the energy that Respawn does, but uh, I'll do my best. Well, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you both will fill in kind of as the, the other two kind of fill in. So, And you know, I'm the token British man, Night Demon. So there you go. <laughs> Now, do you have a monocle and a top hat? <laughs> no, get started, Kingsley. <laughs> no, but I could if I wanted to. Is it a black cane? Nice. All right, just wondering. Yeah, somewhere around here. But yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. You you asked me to come on. I was like, I'm I'm game. I'm in. Anything for you, man. Thank you. It's a little early, but I had my, I've had my coffee now for about five ten minutes, so I'm waking up. Okay, so as you're half asleep, I'm going to start with Gator. I'm going to ask Gator to give me his elevator pitch for the Guardian Down podcast. Oh, elevator pitch. Oh, hold on. Let me get what my notes. What is your show about? Let me get my notes here. Well, we actually celebrated our three years of podcasting. I believe it was uh, a couple episodes ago. We just recorded episode 159 last night. But yeah, my, my name is Gator and my, ho- my co-host, Hazel N.T., is uh my my co-host for three years now and basically we're a couple gamer dads we we played destiny since that day one release back in 2014 uh both beta players 
and uh, we seek the story of Destiny content creators. But more than that, we also seek the voice of our average, everyday Destiny gamers out there. And we hope that our listeners will relate to some of them as they hear their stories and how they found Destiny and about them as they're in their gaming history. And um, of course, we also talk about key topics and news within the game. We usually have a usually have a topic of the week, and um, my topics lately have been running off the rails. But yeah, I mean, we've um, I, I I would I would put it to you like this, Night Demon. I'm the destiny optimist. I'm like, anything is possible with Bungie. And Hazel's more like, eh, he's, he's kind of more the realist. And he kind of keeps me grounded, I guess you could say. And we have a we have a really good chemistry. So it's just worked out very well over the last three years now. That's my elevator pitch. Cool. King's oh, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. That, well, that was like a, a book pitch. I'm just kidding. Oh, come on. <laughs> Well, he's giving you enough wiggle room there. I was trying yeah. to let him have time to wake up. Let the people hear what you have to say, Kingsley. No, that was a good pitch. Uh, uh, my pitch, along with our show, is definitely loosey-goosey. Uh, I wanted to start a podcast also about three years ago. Gosh, I was looking up to, because I'm curious, uh, 172 episodes, so not much longer. But there was a time period where a lot of Destiny podcasts were... Um, shutting closing their doors and one of the big ones that i listened to destiny reset wasn't going anymore and i hadn't learned about you guys yet two times in a hundred but still i was like we need another destiny podcast so i hit up sin a good friend i'm like let's start a podcast we did it and uh and then a little bit later brought in also des raven who was on a, another previous destiny podcast called rng cast and theirs had shut down and We've gone from there, and uh, obviously we talk Destiny, but we kind of just take the conversation, whatever our whims feel like every week. Uh, we will sometimes interview guests, sometimes not, and uh, we like to go live on all our episodes and kind of like chat with the community, and then also just add new things on the fly. We have uh, lore segments from time to time, and we've been having some... Um, what we call after dark shows too, where we uh, record with community members and then add little tidbits in on the show afterwards. So if you want to hear some news about destiny, but definitely our hot takes and opinions on it then come to the guardian hub.com, the best hub on the net. That sends line trademark trademark. <laughs> I was going to say, cause you, you guys do a lot of talking with the community members. As you said, you do the live shows Gate has a lot of questions from the community. They can drop them into his um, Discord chat and you guys will answer them. But there's a lot of conversations between like the community and people that actually play the game regularly, isn't there? Oh, yeah. All, all that, so it's great about... Okay, so, you know, I was going <laughs> to say Guardian down in us and I feel like, oh, I'm not including two Titans at 100. But I'm just saying, like, I know both of us tend to have community questions. We may go about it different ways. Um, yeah. I don't really like compiling things ahead of time as much, but uh, uh, yeah, like whether it's a live show or whether it's a list of questions ahead of time, I think our two shows do really like to focus on talking to the community uh, because, you know, reading the TWAB is fun, kind of, but we, we kind of got to a point where I didn't want, when I started the show too, I saw a lot of podcasts, and again, I'm going to loop back to how you guys do it, which I love also, but I saw a lot of podcasts that would read the TWAB, and that was like their 
main focus, but then they didn't really like seem to have like a, a niche doing it. Uh, I didn't want to focus on reading the TWAB, but then not having some other niche. So we all kind of came into our own. You know, when I heard other podcasts in the past, you know, I won't name any names when they'd read the TWAB, it was good. But what I love about you guys too is like you are bringing in like the, you know, oh, these are the cool streamer updates of the week. These are, we're not just reading the TWAB, but we're telling you what's coming up this next week in Destiny. We're getting, and you also compile the community uh, feedback too. Remember how it used to be um, the Shackle Shotgun community roundup, but you, you still yeah. have your ways of compiling all that. And I, I get a little jealous at times. I'm like, man, I would love to go into that much work, but uh, nah, I'm too lazy. It, it is work, yeah, but... But you guys have unique podcasts. You're, you're, forgetting, you're forgetting the anger, all of the anger, right? And I'm a little upset that the one time I'm on a plane, you go grab a whole ass another podcast to host our show. Really? Two, two podcasts. I've, oh, I've hey, it's Respawn. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Respawn. Hazel, since I'm not there today and I'm about to Hazel's take out. It's Gator. Gator and Kingsley. Get it right, man. No. I feel I'm. No, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm, Hold up. Well, on my phone, it said Hazel for some reason. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, one of you, you need, you need, you need to embrace your inner hunter, right? And I know, I know it's going to be difficult, but one of you need to be angry, okay? Just irrationally angry for no reason. Find a topic, get upset. Because yeah. I'm not going to be there Gator's today. Here, Gator's here to replace you. Yes. Angry Floridian man. Is Gator here. will be upset. Okay. He said. And also, I, I played Hunter. I made it last season, so we got you covered between the two of us. There we go. Excellent. I, as you can hear, I'm on a plane, but like I said, embrace the hunter, get angry for no reason, and make it fun. I'll make you proud, Respawn. Uh, all right, later, man. Deuces. Later. Bye. Yeah, I just wanted to add to what Kingsley said. Um, yeah. Hope I didn't cut you off, Kingsley. No, um, I was no, Respawn did that. Every time yeah, I, I listen to done. Two Titans and a Hunter, I'm, I'm like, Man, Night Demon goes so above and beyond when it comes to pr providing information to our community. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is a valuable service because you'll you'll not only just read the TWAB and go over the things in the TWAB, but you'll go over what YouTubers are talking about. You'll go over what's coming up next week in Destiny. I mean, it's like an all-in-one program. It's it's really very comprehensive, man. Kudos. I'll tell you what, if you weren't doing that, then maybe one of us would feel like we need to add it in. But I'm kind of it's also <laughs> kind of like a a sigh off my shoulder too. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about it because someone else is doing it. <laughs> it's yeah, like what you that. said. I mean, I, we started the podcast at the same time as you guys were thinking about doing yours because the other podcasts that were giving out all this information were shutting down. And it was like, I was like, I really like listening to them. They had, you know, there was Crucible Radio. There was Guardian yes. Radio. That yes. They all had the, I mean, Crucible did Crucible stuff and just talked about Crucible. And slowly over time, massive breakdowns have kind of taken that now. And mm -hmm. Guardian Radio kind of had all these opinions from all these different people. And sometimes there were even arguments on there. That, you know, I remember Bell Bunny having arguments with Bife and it was getting really heated and you were kind of listening to all of this going on. It's like, these guys are passionate about the game and they give you the information each week and they talk to Bungie devs. I mean, we, we don't do that at the moment, but other podcasts do that. But it's... That's what was kind of missing when those guys decided they were going to shut their doors. And I was like, I want to kind of give back to people that, in the clan at least, you know, they kept asking. We had like discords and, and chats going like, how do we do this strike? How do we do that raid? What's the best strat for that? And rather than kind of just 
constantly posting the same video over and over again, I kind of decided let's give them a place that they can listen to and we'll go over the information as the weeks come up and then keep lists of uh, videos and, and things to help people throughout the seasons. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And that's how we kind of got going. But yeah, it's very much similar to you guys. You saw that that empty void of these podcasts kind of slowly shutting down. Yeah, Gar- Guardian Radio, I was devastated when they closed shop because yeah. I, I actually model my style after Mark Turcott. Mm. Um, very much, or, you know, I try to be organized. He did segments in his show. That's what that's what inspired me to do to do our show because I love the fact that he had weekly segments that we could look forward to every week. So, yeah, I, it, yeah, I miss those guys. I still do. I don't know if it's a company secret, Night Demon, but how do you gather all the dev commentary stuff that Shackle Shotgun used to gather? Do you have sources or do you just have to search it out? Um, Well, today in Destiny do a lot of the stuff like they do like Lost Sectors and they do the the Eververse stuff. Sometimes they get it wrong because the the database is either not updated or they're not updated. Um, Then there was... I mean, all the resources that I have are listed in our show notes at the bottom, so you can kind of click and go and check it out yourself. But, it, yeah, it's just kind of going through that. And I think, where is it at the moment? I think that there used to be a community um, loss sector rotation. That I remember Fallout doing a video on it saying, this is the community's worked out the loss sector rotations when it was Legend and Master were different. And then slowly over the last, I think it was, just since the last uh, DLC, it's kind of dropped off. And I now go to, was it Shackle News? I can't remember now. It's on one, one of those yeah, news sites. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I just, I, I, I wonder if we, everyone, probably not you, but like we miss cool things that developers respond like in a Twitter thread or on Reddit or things like that. And and uh, unless you have like always searching all those places or someone like promotes it and retweets it, sometimes yeah. things can be easy to miss. Like, I mean, yeah, like, I have a list of people that I, I follow and then each week g- I will gotcha. go and check it, yeah. what they've done for like since the last time I checked what they, they posted. So that's what normally ends up in the response report roundup is that anything that's not in the TWAB gets put in that so that we're kind of giving as much information as we can. I'm just still amazed that none of these YouTubers or content creators thank you or call you out or give you a shout out or something because you're doing them a favor, man. You're directing traffic to them. And you guys have a lot of, you guys aren't a small show. You guys reach a lot of people out there and people rely on that information. And the fact you're sending people to Cool Guy's channel, for instance, uh, about a latest weapon or something he has mm-hmm. reviewed. I mean, that, I mean, you're directing traffic right to them. And it's, I always was, I asked you this a long time ago. I said, why on earth do they not at least contact you or DM you or something and say, hey man, thanks for that. I don't think they honestly know that we're directing traffic to them. It's just okay. like, hey, check this out. And we've seen this cool thing, you know, constantly looking on YouTube and going, oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen like cool guy or Fallout do this video. So this is somebody new. I'll follow them and see what they're doing. And right. that's kind of, yeah, my, my YouTube list, my Twitter list of people that I kind of check out each week, it's just really long. Yeah, mine is too. <laughs> I follow a lot of people, man, when it comes to Destiny. So are your After Dark shows 
different to your normal shows? And can we subscribe to those that are different from your normal shows? Well, they're not technically. See, right now how we're doing it is it's, we're just calling it the After Dark shows. But it really what it means is it's still on the normal podcast, just tacked at the end. When we oh. close out the podcast and we're done sounding semi-professional, then we really switch modes to whatever goes conversations and we invite people that are in the live chat to come up to the stage and talk with us. We continue recording and then Sin just tacks on whatever amount he has time to or feels like at the end. But if you show up in person, you, you just get to have a conversation with us every week after the podcast. Fair enough. That's yeah, our jumped, after dark. Yeah. I've jumped into one of those about yeah. my, uh, my, uh, reddit post that i got flamed on yeah <laughs> that was fun no it was good send send called me in and say hey you want to stop in and talk for a sec i'm like yeah sure it's fun so are we allowed to talk about your other show yet or is that still secret you know what i'll i'll, I'll you, um do you, do you want to promote it I, you know what I'll, i can you know what we meant to actually it's funny we meant to we actually had it in our in our intro two shows ago before FUD was on. It was just me yeah. and Hazel a couple weeks ago. We were going to do it at the end of the show, and we forgot. <laughs> we forgot to promote it. Exclusive. We got our we got help from our our Patreon community. They came up with all kinds of different names, and um, our our new podcast is called Playing Favorites, and it's all about um, our favorite things, and not only our favorite things. But guests that come on our show, it kind of works hand in hand with our regular show when we do interviews. And people will just elaborate on their one of their favorite things in life. And it's not always about us. Sometimes it, we'll have other people stepping in. Like I think Fluffy was talking about um, his running shoe addiction. I mean, uh, his hobby. <laughs> and um, and then and then at the end, it's a real simple podcast. It's about an hour long. And at the end, Hazel and I pick our favorite story of the week. And we each talk, and it's usually entertainment or gaming related. The last couple of them have been kind of a little bit of both. And um, we should be releasing that, I believe, in a couple weeks. So look out for playing favorites. That'll be the, uh, you'll see a great looking storybook on the, uh, my, my daughter, uh, Snail Entrails, did the artwork on it. Spent a lot of time on the artwork. And it's basically like a, you know, never ending story. Yeah, it's like a book with stuff coming out of it. It's kind of like it's kind of based on that. It'll be like a a storybook with all kinds of different icons popping out of it because of things we've talked about in the past. So we've got probably two episodes now under our belt. So it won't be something we release every week. It'll be probably every other week. And um, yeah, I, I I love being busy. So there we go. We have a second podcast now that we'll be releasing very soon. So look out for it. We will. And you guys will drop all your links to the shows and discords and things so that people can get in contact with you for, in our show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Also, I, I didn't know if um, people knew this, that Gator, you do scrims in your community, don't you? So if anybody's interested in doing PVP stuff, you're the guy to head up for that. I got to give credit to Hazel on that. We both talked about it forever. And then fin Hazel finally said, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for anybody else to do it. He was pointing <laughs> to me. He was, he's been, he was, he was insinuating it was me. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot to do. I'm busy. Um, and he, um, he, he, he took, took it by the horns and he set it up and we had usually when Hazel and I are hosting it, we have members that have it on their own too, that set some stuff up too. And it's through our, 
through our 100.io bot that we all all our communities here share and we have signups for that and it's a lot of fun man i i thought it would be i used to play pvp league with uh fluffy fingers md and the potato thumbs podcast shout out to them and it was so much fun but i really didn't know how to organize something like that and now that hazel's run with it he's done a really great job and and kill a monkey which is our pvp god in our community he actually tracks stats and he'll actually group up teams he'll get with hazel and they'll group up teams according to skill and i've got to tell you they're getting they're getting better and better at it because every game i've played the last three weeks has come down to the wire it's been a lot of fun so so, so yeah i gotta give credit to version of skill-based matchmaking there I was just going to say that we were talking about skill. Well, I was attempting to talk about skill-based matchmaking last week. Yeah. And Did you gosh, it's, I under, I understood how it worked. It was just hard to explain it. And now yeah. I see why Bungie had a hard time explaining it. So yeah, it, it, you know, it's not as detailed as their system, but it's loosely based on some of the things they do. Yeah. So if you want to join some scrims and do a bit of PVP, Gators Discord and the 100 IO that we have all linked, but if you want to do raid and dungeons, Kingsley is your man to hit up. Oh, thank you. And everyone, of course, I'm sure in your your guys' communities, there's great Sherpas there too. But yeah, I, I really do like to at least push or promote raiding with our community. And um, yeah, we love doing Sherpas. I was looking at my raid stats. I have over 630 raid clears in Destiny 2. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, we like to do Sherpas. Uh, we, uh, that's why I actually originally started the 100.io bot, which, by the way, I was the one that programmed that for our three communities. And, yes. I mean, I didn't program the whole 100 website, but uh, they have a way to integrate it into Discords. And um, I wanted a way that people could easily schedule raids. And then, of course, I'm really happy that, you know, like Garden Downs using it for scrims, everyone's using it for different things, but it is a good resource. if someone wants to get help on a raid and they're not sure where to turn ask in the discords post something in the 100 bots say you've never run the raid before you need some help and people will jump on it and uh, once the word gets out that people like to sherpa then uh, people know um, i mean in fact we ran some raids with you recently night demon you did and that's what was, that's what's going to come around to is it you helped me go through was it three raids we did last weekend yeah that i hadn't done in destiny 2 hadn't kind of managed to get a team i came to the king and asked him and i said please guide me through these and you did was it five hours for admittedly there was little breaks in between and yeah talking and swapping out we knew we were gonna take breaks how'd you like it all what what were kind of your impressions of the raids like maybe your favorite of the three or how hard you felt like they were because, you know, you said you watched videos and you kind of had an idea, but until you hop in, you really can't get a feel for how difficult they are. Well, I thought in my mind I had I built them up that they were really hard to do. And going through with you guys just made it a complete breeze. I mean, as I've said before, I've done LFG groups and I've joined other groups with doing like dungeons and things. And you guys just made it so smooth each and every raid. I mean, I wasn't too much involved in the mechanics in some places but when i was even that was smooth it was you just made it so easy to kind of get through and it, it kind of gave me the confidence to join an lfg group and say that i can do this 
as we go through, but I haven't, as, as it's school holidays at the moment, haven't been able to kind of get back on and do anymore. But it's kind of given me that added confidence to get back into doing them. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I enjoyed every single one. It's always interesting when you do a Sherpa, kind of finding out what the time goal is also because, and, and what people are willing to do, right? Some people want to be carried the whole way just to get an experience. Other people maybe want to try some easy roles at first. And I know you were definitely willing to do things. We put you on some roles, but then we kind of wanted to get things moving too. So I know yeah. in Deep Stone, we just kind of like, we pushed through that one quickly. You did. <laughs> <laughs> what we needed to for time wise and we put you on a couple easy ones or no roles at times and then we went back to garden garden everyone has to do roles so because that's that's the way that rate is and so yeah. you know you you probably felt more involved in garden again but uh yeah it's yeah, really interesting because people some people may be like well i don't have time to raid you know, some of the things about raiding, people say they don't have time well first of all that can be solved if you find a right group of people Rating doesn't have to take longer than an hour to an hour and a half. If if you don't have a lot of time, reach out, plan it, say, I don't have a lot of time to raid. I want to experience one. We'll have to make sure that the people that run with you all know it. Or if you want to have like five people that haven't done the raid before and one person to Sherpa, that can be a fun experience too. And then just people need to realize if you're going to jump into a group like that, <clears throat> try to give it at least two hours two to three hours. And then usually people kind of decide by then, do you want to call it for the night, try another night or, or sometimes you get it done in those two to three hours, but you, you just need to like kind of know what your goals are when raiding. And I see problems with LFG groups and things here and there where people don't even know those guidelines. And so mm -hmm. they try to jump in a raid, like a garden of salvation, doing a divinity run and, bring in like five people that haven't gotten divinity yet, which means they don't know the raid a lot yet because usually people get divinity pretty early on, you know, within five to 10 runs of garden. That's just the way it works out yeah. because it's a guaranteed drop. So if you do the puzzles and stuff, but if, so if people don't have divinity, I know they're newer. I, I can't tell you how many times I've jumped in to try to help salvage a group that's been sitting in garden for like five hours. Like we can't get it done. And, <laughs> People are dropping, but you know, with you have got to keep that raid going because if you don't finish it in one run, you have to start it all over for the divinity. And I'm popping in these groups; they've been in there for five hours. I'm like, you know, you don't want to tell them then, but but I sometimes tell people out the fact like, yeah, if you want a good experience with getting divinity, you don't want five new people at the same time. <laughs> you know, it just for that one, done, anyways. But you can, you can, but yeah. or you may be sitting there for five or six hours. <laughs> And then that's where people are like, I don't have time to raid. But I'm like, trust me, not all raids are like that, you know. That's what raiding is. It's it's fun. Oh yeah, it can be fun. And then of course, you know, we're the community is getting excited again, and you know, groups are starting to form again already for the uh, the next not mentioned raid yeah. yet, but at least we know the date. <laughs> so what what raid would you prefer to come back? Definitely wrath. Like I feel. Most people that have done both of them will agree that Wrath is a better raid, all in all. Like, King's Fall is really cool, and especially when you haven't hopped in there yet, it like such this huge explorative space, and there's a lot of awe to it, but it's kind of a dumb, dumb mechanics when, when, when you do it a few times, and it gets pretty darn boring after a bit. 
but wrath has that little bit of like mix up things can change with you know it's hard, it's not worth explaining right now but like the encounters things can switch up a little bit especially at the end mm. so it keeps it interesting keeps you on your toes so I definitely yeah, that, that end definitely does keep you on your toes. Yeah, because you know, you know, the servitors come out in random spots, and you have to call it out to each other and shoot the things. But um, I'm definitely would prefer Wrath, but I feel like the writing has been on the wall for a while for King's Fall. So I'm guessing it's going to be King's Fall. Uh, sorry, Hazel's going to lose the bet. You have nothing to worry about, Gator, on your show. Oh, I, I cannot wait for him to main a warlock next season. I have to I have to main a hunter if if I lose if it's wrath but I I feel pretty safe right so now. So you went with Kingsfall did you Gator? You know and see this is how me and uh, I'm sorry Kingsley and I are very different when it comes to raiding. He loves the mechanics, he loves the the puzzles, he loves how things come together. I'm just there for the loot. <laughs> and and all I can think about with Kingsfall is they were some of my favorite weapons in Destiny 1 as far as raid weapons. They had that that crusty hive yeah. look on them. And, and I, I love that sniper rifle. I use that a lot in uh, crucible even had a great sight on it. The machine gun was really good. And um, gosh, I mean, all the weapons, I, I think I used all of them and uh, even the pulse rifle was really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of the old weapons come back. And so are yeah. you saying that Gator just cause you hope, but do you actually like, Take your hopes out of it. Do you also think, like, for other reasons, Kingswall's coming back because of Bungie reasons or anything like that? I think I think the if you look at the feedback from the community, a lot of people want that to come back because there's a lot of Taken Tots out there who that was their first raid. It's like it was like uh, I, the reason I think this is because if you look back to when they brought Vault of Glass out, that was a, a lot of people's first raid, including mine. And I think maybe they're going to do it again for the for the Taken generation that came in during Taken King. It makes sense. You know, it's well, a lot of nostalgia. I agree, but slightly different reasons. I actually don't think maybe I'm following more of the raiding community than you are, but actually more people are asking for wrath. I can guarantee you that. Oh, don't get me but, wrong. I love the gear and wrath. I love the, I love them. It, it wasn't wrath. The very first raid where they actually had it, where everyone had to be involved or you would fail. Yeah, pretty much. Because raids before that, yeah. it was like, if you were a new guy, you were like, just stand over there in the corner and kill ads. Just keep the ads off of us. And now, when you got to that last encounter, I remember on Wrath, if you yeah. didn't do your job, someone knew about it. Yeah. It yeah. was great. But I was going to say, yeah, I mean, more people want Wrath, but I still think kind of what you were saying, King's Fall is coming for, for multiple reasons. First, it just makes sense. It's It doesn't even have to be anything complicated. It came out after well crota came out next but they said it's not going to be crota so king's fall came out after vault and luke smith probably was already pushing this before he kind of moved on to higher things and so bungie probably just thinks it's right to release king's fall next um so i think that's why they're doing it there, there was also if you follow the leaks and the rumors and a lot of these pay spin things aren't necessarily true but that also added on a little more credence to even just saying King's Fall might be the one coming out too. So for all those reasons above, that's why I think it's King's Fall, even though I don't want it to be. Mm. Yeah, Hazel's the contrarian. He, anytime I bring up an argument about something, he feels like he has to take the opposite side of the, the approach. So I think that's the reason he wanted Wrath, and he said Wrath was going to be coming back because, I mean, if everybody's always agreeing, then, you know, what fun's that? Bring some conflict. 
So I, I got to give it to Hazel. He always seems to create a little bit of um, resistance anytime I bring something up on the show. But I just honestly, it makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, I've got to uh, applaud Respawn here for thinking about this, that you've already got the exotic from the Wrath of the Machine in the game in Destiny 2 with the Outbreak yep. Perfected. Yep. So what exotic would you get from the end of that raid? Which makes sense why they would go with Kingsfall, because there is a chance that you could get the Touch of Malice, which was the exotic. It wasn't necessarily tied exactly to finishing that raid. I know you had to gather calcified fragments from the Dreadnought, but it, mm -hmm. they could possibly be put it in as the exclusive exotic for that raid and give people something to chase. Let's follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, Scout Rifle's got a buff for the next season, going to the next season. What is Touch of Malice? It's a Scout Rifle. And also, haven't we seen it in the lore? I know not Arf's not here, but I could have sworn in some of the lore for this season they've mentioned the uh, the Touch of Malice, at least maybe last season's, but... I read it somewhere and I was like, "Whoa, touch of malice!" They're bringing, they're they're mentioning touch of malice, or hinting to it. Yeah, but we have to remember. I don't think it's that involved. I mean, that still could be reasons why it's coming. Sure. But uh, remember, this is going to go in the legends tab. It's, it's not going to have anything right. to do with the story. Just yep, like Vaulted Glass, also. And something that's I think true. Bungie missed telling people that they should tell people when they're going to do a new raid is that when the new raid comes out, the older raids become not obsolete, but they become less powerful. So what is it that we've got at the moment? Is it Val that we've got at the moment is the pinnacle? Val is the consistent pinnacle. And then we have the new, which I've loved, by the way, it's got more people rating the new weekly rotating. Um, yeah. So you, you, know, you raids, have the weekly but... rotators, but when Vault of Glass came out, Deepstone Crypt was put back wasn't it even though Correct. it only come yeah. out like six months prior to that so yeah Val which kind of made me salty <laughs> Val the disciple be moved down to just uh powerful rewards and whatever the new raid will become the pinnacle rewards won't Correct. it yeah but they have that that annoys me when they meant don't mention little things like that it's like the community need to know this because if people are going into Val like that first week before that 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 raid comes out, they won't get a pinnacle from it because that's what they did with Deepstone, didn't they? That week that uh, Vault of Glass was coming out, they went, oh, by the way, this isn't pinnacle anymore. And you're like, hang on a minute, it's pinnacle until you <laughs> get the other one in the game. But no, it, it was well, and, the first week. And of course, this time it won't even matter anyways because they made the entry at our base. So yeah. if you've been playing any a bit, you're already there. But but I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it, it would be nice to maybe have two two raids always pinnacle but then they've kind of solved that anyways by yeah, having their rotating yeah mm -hmm. so i just went back and had a look at some of the weapons from destiny one and did i don't know if you guys remember this but the you were talking about the sniper rifle the defiance of yasmin yep and and most of the weapon i think all the weapons especially from the hard mode had the cocoon perk on it so when you yes. stowed it for a short term short time it automatically reloaded from your reserves mm-hmm and what was the other one? The other, the main perk on the weapons was Will of Light, which is this weapon deals bonus damage against Taken. So I wonder if they'll still have those kind of perks. Seeing as we've already got auto reloading, I can't remember what the what's the auto reloading perk that we've now got on the weapons. Is that stone? Uh, auto auto loading holster. Yeah, so we've got things like that. So I don't know if Cocoon would then come back or it'd just be changed to auto loading. Either way, I'm fine with it. And and. The Wrath, by the way, did that too. Their weapons did more damage to Fallen, though. 
Yeah. Well, even specifically the uh, splicer fallen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what 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 happens did we have there? Because uh, when it was reprised, wasn't it? We got exotic versions of those weapons, but I don't yep. think they'll do that this time. You got an auto rifle. There was a scout rifle. There was a hand cannon. There was a fusion rifle, I believe. Yep, I remember because I loved using it. I, th I feel like yeah. the fusion rifle was that in the raid, or did that come yeah, from the? It little was an Amalon. No, it was an Amalon. Okay, a, it was, because I remember there's a fusion that came from the activity down in mm -hmm. the cave, but I thought that came out. Well, of the raid too, when they came but... out with the hard modes, I think they added some weapons, didn't they? I, it's been a while, but I, when they did hard, when you completed hard mode chest, the chest would drop these uh, extra weapons. Or was that, or did they drop with extra perks? I'm trying to remember which way they went. It was on that. extra perks. They didn't. They didn't create new weapons. I know that. Okay. But okay. see, this is funny too. Where yeah, like weapons are nice to me, and I know I'll eventually get them all. But yeah, raids for me, and we went and we had a podcast about this too. Like different styles of players. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting to me, and I'm the the explorative type player. Like I'm I'm my subtype is social. I'm a social player, but my main type is I'm playing to just take things in to explore. I love, you know, seeing the nooks and crannies of raids. There's good hide and seek areas in the garden salvation raid, by the way, if anyone ever <laughs> wants to do that, hit me up. But, uh, you know, just taking everything in, exploring the nooks and crannies. I love actually fetch quests, even though a lot of people think they're stupid. Like when they've had these things, like to take us to go back to areas on patrol that we haven't been forever, like go over to this area on patrol, this corner that you had no reason to go to for a long time, pick up this thing. I'm like, this is a fun reason to actually go to these areas again. Uh, you know, it's just, it's such an interesting place out for me. And like the weapons, like I'm not as much of like the triumph hunter, like get every little thing I tend to anyways, but that's not my drive. Uh, so it, it's definitely fun talking to Gator, how like, yeah, different reasons to go into raids and, and all activities. And I think that brings up a, just a good point too. Like if Bungie can add in multiple reasons to do things, they'll get more of the population wanting to do those activities i'm just i'm just curious is it still only 10 percent of the population that plays raids is that is that is that pop, is that statistic remain the same or has it gotten a little higher at least i was I'm I just curious there's nothing really that's come out that's mentioned that we'll, we'll have like the live stats you can look on the uh -huh. um Char, on the charlemagne bot at any point but they're always changing uh a lot lately not all the time, but I, I know we mentioned this some, but a lot lately, rating has even been higher than Gambit because no one wants to do Gambit. But Gambit sucks. It really <laughs> sucks right now. <laughs> but still, the percentage just kind of hovers typically right below that 10%. And then, yeah. of course, it goes up a bit earlier in the season when it's um, uh, you know, new. I could even see maybe 15 20%. I haven't looked at the numbers, I, but I wouldn't guess sad. any higher than that uh, if I had to it's guess. It it really is. If you have not raided in Destiny Two, you are really missing the whole game. I mean, you can play the stories, you can play the campaigns, you can hell, you can go play Crucible, any of the other events. But until you raid, it's almost. Uh, I'm not going to get political here. It is almost a religious experience when you when you go into your first raid. It really opens up a new part of the game that you really should, should you should really experience. It's just amazing. Well, yeah, it, it that's will, what got me hooked. I, yeah, it, I mean, yeah. when I first played Destiny, sorry to cut you off a little bit, and you continue. No, no. I, I loved the story and everything, but when you're done, you're like, okay, what now? And I saw these things, but because I'm not a big PvP care player, sure. so I'm like, what are these things called raids? And I'm like, oh, you got to have a group. I'm like, well, that's not going to be yeah. 
easy. And then I found Destiny Reset, and I remember people like Burning Wing chirping me through my first raid. And once I did that, I'm like, okay, I'm in this game for the long run now. Wait a minute. Burning Wing was your Sherpa? Your first he Sherpa? Was, yes. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Destiny <laughs> Reset. I joined Destiny Reset. Sure. I listened to their podcast. That's great. He used to play a lot back then, Gator. And uh, it was, I'm a Taken Tot, so King's Fall was still fairly new. Yeah. And uh, I started like the February after Taken King came out. And I joined Destiny Reset and started, you know, sheepishly posting in their Discord. Uh, haven't done a raid yet. Anyone want to help me through that? And uh, it just happened. Burning Wing was there for my first one, along with some other people. I know a couple of the names, but most of them kind of fell off. And even Burning Wing doesn't play a lot anymore, but, you know, we still talk to him. And so, yeah, he, he has memories of that, too. And help, helping little Kingsley through his first King's Fall raid. That was Aww. amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who my first Sherpa was. Um you can look I it think, up on Raid Report. No, no, no. I, I, uh, I, no. I, mean, I remember now. I, I mean, we, we were the first guardians to play a raid, and I remember we had a, we had a, we didn't have fancy sign up sheets like we do now. We just said, okay, who's in for the raid? And we were in a, we were in a dis, we weren't in, we didn't have Discord. We had um, um, those uh, forums. Remember the forums? Yeah. And now everyone would say, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, but there was no accountability. So I would show up on time, and. The six are already in there playing. They got. They said, "Day, well, we decided to do it early." I'm like, "What?" I was devastated, but hey, of course, I'm fine now. But yeah, it is. Um, it, it was. We were the first ones really doing it, so we were probably the first Sherpas because we were the first ones actually doing the raid. But I, I, it was probably someone who ran the raid and said, "Oh yeah, this is what we need to do," and and I guess officially that would be my first Sherpa, but. God, man, I, I I get giddy just thinking about the early days of Destiny. I wish I had that feeling again. It was a, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced in a video game. I think the end of Destiny One was a was a good experience. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe PvP wasn't in a good place, but the raids where they brought back the reprise raids and they gave you the armor with the different glows. They were giving you, throwing exotics at you. They were giving you exotic versions of. The, just the regular weapons just go here you are, have everything and it was that was a really good time and just transitioning from that to destiny 2 where there wasn't that it was very difficult i think for a lot of people to transition but yeah it's um i remember the forum days that's how i kind of my friend got into a forum and got us both invited he'd already done like the vault of glass but he said oh I, you can do it via this we're going to a forum i'll post and got a team together, and that was the first time I did Vault of Glass, just him getting us through on a forum. And then where you had to go to the tower to swap your weapons from one character to the other. And I remember having like three uh, Whisper of the Worms, or whatever it was, the uh, Black Talon. Nice. Black Talon. Black... Yeah. Um, Black... Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you had to use that on that sec after uh, Totems. You had to use that rifle. Yeah, to, I, for, for doing Crota, I remember having off. three versions on each and, and three Galahorns on each character until you kind of got to the point where your vault was big enough and then we had Destiny Item Managers and things come in and it was a lot easier to try and transfer. Yeah, yeah. the hard days of Destiny. Yeah, I and everyone that. complains now. I don't know who would <laughs> do that, but yeah, everyone complains about little simple things now that we just had to suck it up. Hmm. Back in my day... Definitely. Ah, oh, so we've done lots of talking so far. That's good. I suppose I better tell people what's happening next week in Destiny. 
because sometimes they come here for that, sometimes they don't. So next week in Destiny, you can take down Brakazan in the Arms Dealer Nightfall. Trials of Osiris will be freelance and Capture Zones returns. Uh, you can enjoy bonus ranks in Trials next week. And then Shax will bring Showdown to the Crucible. Your Pinnacle Raid and Dungeon will be the Vault of Glass and the Grasp of Avarice next week. So there's, there's some good ones to get into, the Grasp and the, the Vault of Glass, aren't they? Yeah, and I always forget the dungeons rotate also, which the the big key to take away there, I'm sure we've all mentioned at one point, but uh, if you want to do one of those dungeons on Master, you can only do it the week that it's featured. Oh, okay. For, for like Grasp, you know? Yeah, So, but if the duality, you can select at the moment, can't you? You can. I, but yeah, I meant like the older dungeons. And, I and didn't that'll... realize that. Yeah, I just did the normal version the other day, but... Yeah, so I guess it's only Grasp, but then, uh, of course, when the next season after, when there's another dungeon that comes out and Duality gets pushed back, it'll be the same thing. You can only do Master Duality on the weeks that it's featured. Yeah. Cool. So your Eververse for the 9th of August. And as promised, I will not go over any of the Silver stuff for next week because it could be subject to change, which we'll get into a bit later. But for your Bright Dust, which can be acquired via doing bounties and challenges, thanks to the 10 weeks of challenges. And don't forget, if you do all your challenges, well, 72 out of the 75, you get a large pile of Bright Dust, which will award you 4,000 Bright Dust, which isn't, you know, an amount to be sniffed at. Plus, you get other large amounts throughout the challenges. So get on those, get those done. Then you can come back and use that at the Eververse store. And next week, we have, at the moment anyway, we have the Sweet Sprinkle Shell, which is going to be your exotic ghost shell, which is your ghost in a donut. That is going to be for 2,850 Bright Dust. We then have the Weapon Ornament for the Wither Horde, exotic grenade launcher. The Splendid Vidura. I guess that's how you say it. That will be for 1,250 Bright Dust. Looks pretty neat. We have the Baruch Entrance, which is your legendary transmat effect. That will be for 450 Bright Dust. The Regal Darling, which is your legendary shader, for 300 Bright Dust. And then further down on the Bright Dust offerings, we have the Water Gun Exotic Emote. For 3,250 Bright Dust. Your legendary emote will be No Fair, and that will be for 700 Bright Dust. The Seashell, Exotic Ghost Shell, will be 2,850 Bright Dust. The Quadricycle, which is the Mario Kart looking sparrow, that will be 2,500 Bright Dust. The Argent Dusk, which is your exotic ship, that will be for 2,000 Bright Dust. Another weapon ornament, the Sudden Squall for the Sturm hand cannon, and that will be for 1,250 Bright Dust. And then finally, the Seashell Protection for your Ghost, that will be 1,500 Bright Dust. And that is your Eververse for next week. So moving right along into our Lost Sectors. Hello! So if you are still chasing down exotics, or you are looking for a different role on an exotic, I've got the list for you for next week. So, 
Monday, the 8th of August, will be the quarry on the EDC, giving exotic chess pieces. Tuesday, the 9th, will be the K1 crew quarters on the moon, giving exotic helmets. Wednesday, the 10th, happy birthday to my friend 7th Scar, will be the K1 logistics on the moon, giving exotic legs. Thursday, the 11th of August, will be the K1 revelations on the moon, giving exotic arms. Friday, the 12th of August, will be the K1 communion on the moon, giving exotic chess pieces. Saturday the 13th will be the Conflux on Nessus, giving exotic helmets. Sunday the 14th will be Metamorphosis on the Throne World, giving exotic legs. And then back round to Monday the 15th will be Sepulchre on the Throne World, giving exotic arms. And we have guides from Monkish Jam, Legionless, Time Sausage Gaming and PV Shifty in the show notes corresponding to those days. If you want to have a quick look at what champions are in there and what burns and possible loadouts that you may need to get through those. And then below that, we have Ibontis' YouTube channel. If you want to go and check that out, he has each Lost Sector guide, mainly for guardians that don't have a lot of exotics and exotic weapons to go in there. So it's a pretty good guide for new players to check out if they want to go in there and do a Lost Sector. And then below that, we have Today in Destiny Lost Sectors, which gives you the list of the Lost Sectors, what burns, what champions are in there. So go and check those links out. So this week at Bungie, they are preparing for their big showcase, which is coming in a couple of weeks. I'm quite excited. You guys excited about this? Hearing what's actually coming? Do you want to hear what's actually coming or do you want it to be a secret up until the last minute? Ah, good conversation. Glad you asked. Okay, (laughs) here's the thing. Everyone does, well, especially Bungie, I feel like they always swing too far one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see the points of... They gave us so much information before, but I feel like that's mostly just the big expansions. So I don't know what people are complaining about the seasons getting too much information. I mean, yeah, the calendar thing's a a slightly different point in my my mind because those calendars never really came out until the season started anyways. But take that point aside, as far as letting us know stuff ahead of time, there could be an in-between spot where they drop like little pictures of things that we have no idea what this means in context. But little things to get us excited, drop more little pieces like this. Maybe, I mean, they're telling us some of the crucible things that are coming up. They, I feel like they could maybe tell us, maybe not like spoil, definitely not spoil the activity, but just little things here and there. And I feel like they went too far the other way. And I know there's probably some grand plan of why they're not telling us the rate ahead of time. They just want to have all this excitement on that day. But I feel like they went too far one way. So I like to know some stuff ahead of time. I'm not saying like everything needs to be spoiled, but somewhere, somewhere around there. Gaita, how do you feel? As the token Floridian man, uh, yes. I have opinions. Uh, I, I, and I think Monocle Monkey, I mean, uh, Mr. Monkey, uh, asked me this question on our last show was, uh, did we want to know what was coming up? Just like you're asking me now, get to the point Gator. I kind of want to be surprised. I miss that morning of Christmas feeling from Bungie now. And I, I just, I really don't want to know too much. You can give me a little hint, maybe something just to get my imagination sparked, but no, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. I just want to find out. I mean, when the showcase comes out on the 23rd, I'm going to be, have, I'm going to have my popcorn or better be a Vidoc. I'm going to be ready. I love that kind of stuff. Do you think that Bungie kind of, sp- 
not really not realistically spoilt themselves but the problem was that they wanted to get people to buy the witch queen the expansions yes. and the dungeons so they had to say you've got a raid dungeon raid dungeon which has then kind of spoiled it going forward because people want to know what the raid is they want to know what the dungeon is they want to know the stuff yeah. ahead of time whereas if bungie they've got a good chance next season well the next expansion uh, with lightfall going you've got a, exactly the same kind of expansion that we did with the witch queen we're not going to tell you what's in it we're not going to tell you whether it's going to be raid or dungeon you're just going to have to pot luck it's whatever we give you at that time but they've got that chance to then do that then whereas they didn't beforehand they kind of had to tell people to actually buy into the game well, yeah, I have a nuanced answer to that. And I bet they're going to do something similar with the next year. It's going to be Raid Dungeon, Raid Dungeon. But, because why not? Because that's a lot of good content. But I think it's a little more nuanced because no one's clamoring to know the names or what these dungeons are ahead of time. So whenever it's the new stuff, we're all patient. But the reason why we want to know what the Raid is is because they told us Vault of Glass way ahead of time. And we don't see any reason why it would matter to tell us what raid it's going to be since it's a rep reprised raid coming back. So that's all we're getting clamored about. We're not saying, oh, also let us know the dungeon ahead of time. No, it's really just because it's a reprised raid and they set the bar with Vault of Glass and we're just excited to know this one also. Yeah, exactly. And and isn't it great? We're going to have the, uh, the showcase on the 23rd, then they're going to talk about the next season then, and then jump right into the season afterwards. Well, I love that. That's couple so of hours awesome. Afterwards, by the time they get servers and things up and running. As Night Demon, I got a question for you. How much hype do you think Forsaken would have gotten if we didn't know that Cade was going to die ahead of time? I, you you would think about the viral, the viral post. Oh my God, Cade died in the game. You got to get Forsaken. It, you were not going to believe how it happens. You know what? Instead of instead of having a trailer where he actually gets shot, and we all know he's dying to some degree but i think, think at that point everybody had the chance to know there and then if you were if you're a bungee or a destiny follower and you watched that vidoc you watched that trailer and you saw that and you everybody had the chance to see it all at the same time whereas if you're coming into the game and say that you found that in forsaken you you, you know you were first to get on you played the game you found that Cade was dead you'd be posting that on the social media and that would be ruined for everybody else Whereas it, it had the chance of everybody watching it at that time to be surprised, I guess. I agree. I, 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 see, I see what you're saying there, but I would think more of a viral post or something on social media. I mean, think about how many companies, quote, leak information to social media sites these days. It's a great mm. marketing opportunity. I think they would have had more impact, but maybe I'm wrong. But they went more of the corp corporate approach, which I get. I understand. I, I think they've company. done a lot of leaks, haven't they, over the years? I mean, they I have. the Rise of Iron poster mm -hmm. that suddenly was at a factory being printed, and everyone was like, no, it's fake. No, it's fake. That's not what's coming. <laughs> and then right. it was like a couple of months later, oh, yeah, it's Rise of Iron. Oh, that it just, was leaked. Sorry, guys. Just depends, well, these, I guess, how they want to spin it. Yeah. They used to do things where it wasn't even leaks, like Rise of, remember the Game Informer uh, magazine? <laughs> and yeah. that, that's the one from GameStop, right? Game Informer? Yes. I'm trying to remember. Anyways, Rise of Iron, they told us they like the exclusive info on all the artifacts was posted ahead of time in the Game Informer. And they told us that that was going to happen. It wasn't even necessarily a leak. It was a preview. And like, if you want to know all about these artifacts ahead of time, you got to get that magazine and read the article. <laughs> and they used to have that marketing plan where uh, 
they would just release it certain places. And then of course, you know, everyone will screenshot it and the information gets out, but uh, right. it was kind of interesting how they did that. Man, I will tell you, Bungie has the best promotional team ever. Their Vidocs, their, their trailers, their teasers, everything is just fantastic. I really did like the live action trailers that they did, especially that one for King's Fall, mm-hmm. like Oryx. That was pretty cool. That's what you kind of envision as going forward, that maybe if they're going to do a live action, something along those lines. I just love that they're doing the showcase and the seasonal uh, preview. And then right afterwards, once the servers don't crash, yeah. jump right in. We're all, we'll be so hyped. Oh, my gosh. Do you think we'll get the name of the season and maybe a slight trailer or do you just think we'll get the name and raid details and then that's it they'll just let us go and explore like they did with season of the haunted what did they do last season we didn't know anything until right up to the season right yeah i think, I think they're gonna actually no it remember it was leaked the night before but oh okay technically through, the night before but they didn't Japan. do it a week in advance but yeah. no i know but that answers the question it, there was a little trailer i don't see why there wouldn't be a seasonal trailer that comes out during the showcase They've done that every other time, so I, I usually was on a reset day too. It's usually on a Tuesday for some reason. Well, it seems to be anyway. So, are you guys down with the four one one on Iron Banner? I guess you probably have if you already talked about it on your show. Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah, about it on it, Thursday. I assume Gator did last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually had to do the twab by myself last night. You'll find out why. But uh, yeah, Fud Fud gave me a good assist, so I was happy about that. No, I'm excited, man. I started talking about this new game type in Iron Banner, and I thought this is going to be chaos. It really is. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited too. I'll just say real quick, especially being this is really helping us players that don't really like PvP as much to get back in the game. The fact that they're doing kind of like these newish game modes, I'm. I'm excited to hop in. Exactly. I was going to say. I mean, you. I didn't know where you kind of lied with playing pvp at kingsley but i know gator plays a lot of iron banner same as oh. me and when i saw this i was like i, I had an inkling when they came out with the idea of gilding a title i was thinking so what you going want me to do next season you want me to go back in and play rift another 50 times and kill x amount of guardians to gild it that's not really going to entice people it'll entice me because i just i want to get it gilded but to keep the, the player base fresh and the Iron Banner kind of fresh, you're going to have to kind of mix it up. There's going to have to be something unique. And they've kind of come out with it and come up with a completely different game mode that we haven't had before in Destiny 1 or Destiny 2. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. Did you get your Iron Lord's title, Night Demon? I got it the first week. Oh, I tried. I tried. It was a slog. And the fact that they only gave you two Iron Banners this season, I hated that. Yeah. And honestly, other than scrims, that is almost all. I'm a, I'm ashamed to say this, but that's almost all the Crucible I played this season was just when Iron Banner came out or scrims with our community. Hmm. I think they they detailed somewhere. Where was it in the in the twelve that somebody played like ridiculous yes. amount of hours. Of, 106. Like, was it? 133 um, hours of Rift during yeah. season 17. I was, I, I think, no, that wasn't me, but I, I was probably pretty close because I remember wow. I'd already been an Iron Lord by the time the second week came around. I was like, I'm going back just to play, you know, get my pinnacles and have some fun. But yeah, it's just like, what was it? 1.5 million players uh, played at one, 
at least one match of Rift and over 300k of you managed to reset your rank and 150k reset it twice. So there's 150k of us Iron Lords. One player yeah. reset their rank 17 times in only 55 hours. Mm. Sus. That does seem sus. That's sus. Yeah. Or he's a god tier player. People did enjoy it, I guess. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was nice to see that it came back and it was nice to see that they changed it based on the feedback and what they found that first week to the second time that it came around with the, the mercy rule being a lot better. And if you got Rick rolled like three times in a row, you kind of got that mercy rule. Mm -hmm. So that, that was nice. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They, they made the first iteration of riff was a nightmare, all the bugs and stuff. But the second time it came out, it was much more enjoyable. Mm. Did you play a bit Kingsley? Did you enjoy rift? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I didn't guild, I mean, or even get the title just because I didn't care that much. But I hopped in a lot, especially the first day, um, a few times that week. And then when it came back the second week, I hopped in a couple times. Uh, it definitely got me in Iron Banner more. Uh, I, I feel like I remember when I did, even though Rift had a lot of problems in D1, I feel like. I think it was still in game mode. I almost liked it slightly better in D1 because I don't know if it was just my circumstances, or but whenever I'd play games, they were a little bit closer matched. And I feel like I was always going against God teams this time around in D2. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there's that, which kind of goes into the whole skill-based matchmaking conversation. But um, anyways, but I, so I maybe didn't enjoy it as much, but I still enjoyed it, and uh, I'm glad they were doing something new. Did you play mainly in the like the solo playlist or did you play in the main playlist for Iron Banner and experience that? Or was it both? Well, I did both. Uh, I was doing solo at first and I'll tell you, uh, anytime you want to get the best population, it's actually Tuesdays, Tuesday day and Tuesday night, almost even sometimes better than Fridays and Saturdays because reset comes around and I always have the best crucible matches on Tuesdays. I always have like the best time doing, you know, people will complain they're going into like containment or some seasonal thing. And like, I'm just matching with stupid people that don't know what they're doing. But if you go on <laughs> on a Tuesday, guarantee everyone knows what they're doing because it's reset and there's people that can hop on. And I understand not everyone can hop on during the day. Well, U.S. time. But, you know, Tuesday night, if you want to do the new hotness and have the best experience, Tuesday is the time to do it. I think that always used to be the case, didn't it? You'd have your rituals of what you got done in Destiny 1 anyway. You kind of went in mm -hmm. and you did certain different things. And you always found like the first couple of days of the week, you'd guarantee to get a raid and you'd be able to get people that knew what that raid was and get it done within like half an hour, 45 minutes, depending on what raid it was. And yeah. you'd be able to kind of, you, the rest of the week, you could just play PvP. And I think it's the same with Destiny 2, is that if you get it timed just right, you can get the right amount of players that know what they're doing to play that game mode and mm -hmm. you can get your stuff done and get out. I, I suppose it's it's very similar with trials at the weekends. If you want to kind of get a good team, it's normally like the Friday and the Saturday nights. Yes. If you want yeah. the teams that bypass those other ones, which are quite average, maybe a Sunday, Monday and Tuesday for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So Alan Blaine has come from Bungie to explain what is going to be happening in the new Iron Banner for next season. So we're going to be able to guild our Iron Lord Seal with the next version of Iron Banner. And they're going to be talking about streaks. Now, when I saw this, I thought 
this was I, I kind of, the fear set in. I was thinking we, we've just had kind of Iron Banner Rift where a lot of teams were getting steamrolled with good players just going out there and farming their KDs. And I was thinking, I'm still thinking it now. This is going to be either it's either going to snowball and it's or it's going to work really well. Did you guys have that kind of feeling of the where they were to start talking about getting kill streaks and kill streaks were kind of improving the gameplay and turning it into mayhem basically? Uh, yeah, I did because especially because I didn't read the whole <laughs> part ahead of time. Des was reading it, yeah. and then he's reading this, and I'm thinking exactly in my head. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be this could be bad. We're going to get snowballing until, of course, you got to the lower part. I'm like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I think even then, panic then set in. I was thinking, what happens if I get five like support kills in a row, and then I things happen to me? I'm like, no, I don't like that idea. It's gonna be. It could be chaotic. That's why I like. I mean, s- several people are marked at the same time, and yeah. you're like, okay, let's go. No, let's go over this one. No, this one. You know, it's like I don't know. I I think it could be a lot of fun. I this is how it's gonna play out, Night Demon. We'll see if I'm right. Because this kind of plays to my style a little bit. At the beginning of the game, everyone's going to be kind of conservative to get those kill streaks going, right? And then someone's going to break out finally and, you know, be uh, surging with light and have all this craziness going on. And they're going to have this timer. Then all of a sudden, they're going to be very aggressive. Then the other team, when they know there's going to be a quote, a hunt, it's just going to hide like when everyone pops a golden gun. <laughs> everyone just hides and scatters. I really see it. This is the way it's going to play out. I, I really do. I think, in, in fact, it may actually be more conservative than people are thinking, but the chaotic part of it and the fact that you explode and you have to go kill something or you die, I pro- probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to get those kill streaks and give my team all that super and, and all that uh, energy, and then I'm just going to let myself explode. I'm good. Okay. I did my part. <laughs> I'll be laning yes. like crazy, man. I love the way that they've said that, you know, a lot of people were asking about Clash and Iron Banner. And I, I vaguely remember when we were talking about Iron Banner coming back with Rift and Parody was saying, we did have Iron Banner Control. We had Iron Banner Clash. We had Iron Banner Rift. Uh, we had, I think it was, there was various different versions in Destiny 1. So I can see where they've kind of got this, but they want to kind of turn it into an objective base. So there is an objective to getting the kills in this version of Clash, which they are uniquely calling Eruption. And that is based on their core vision, which started with a conversation sounding like this, that what if you went on a kill streak? Saladin shouted, he's on fire! And you lit on fire. And maybe when you got a kill, he shouted, boom shakala. And from that chaotic conversation, Eruption was born. So as we've kind of alluded to it, Eruption is Clash with energy boosts based on the killstreaks. And it's affectionately called Streak Mayhem internally before we gave it its real name. And during Eruption, killing your opponent scores one point and a normal amount of energy. After that, you get your second elimination in a row without dying and assist count two, you become surging. We will start glowing lightly. And kills start generating 10% super energy and 20% grenade energy, melee and class energy. And you score three points per kill. So that's when you are surging. When you get your fifth kill without dying, you are then primed and you have to go on a hunt, basically. You begin glowing brightly. Everyone on the team gains 5% super and 10% grenade, melee and class energy. 
and you now gain 12% super and 5% grenade melee and class energy per kill and you score three points per kill. But the caveat to that is that when you are primed, you have a 15 second timer on you. If the timer reaches zero, you erupt. Now the question about this is, if you erupt, do you explode and kill people around you on your own team or the opposite team? Or is it both? What do you guys want to see? Oh, well, I didn't think of that. <laughs> being that I just told everyone how I'm going to play the game, I hope that I don't kill teammates. I'll just have to go in a corner like if I'm, uh, what, what is that when you're uh, in the, uh, the last part of the Atheon challenge when you're, you're going to get <laughs> trapped? Well, I can't remember what it's called. Kingsley, yeah. you know what it is. but Yeah, the imminent detain, and you just kind of need to hide from go, everyone. Yeah, you just, I'm, all right, I'm going to, as Hippie would say, I'll, I'm, I'll just go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking Golgoroth. Remember Golgoroth from Destiny yeah. 1? You had that yep. poison, didn't you? And if yeah. you were the person standing next to all your teammates, you exploded all your teammates. Oh, that's right. But I don't I don't honestly think they're going to do anything like that. I think you just you're going to explode and and things like that. But it, it may add a different element to it because you may just charge down to your opponent and if you explode, you kill them at the same time, which yeah. would kind of be fair. It'd be like martyrdom from Call of Duty. But if you were near your own teammates and your explosion caused a little bit of damage or even killed them because they were too close, be quite interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Eruption kills you when you and it'll reset your streak and it ends the hunt. Uh, getting a kill resets the eruption timer back to 15. So if you're down to one second, you get that kill. You're back to 15 and you are completely still on that hunt. You are then marked for both teams so everyone can see right where you are. And the other team gets three points for killing you. And um, more than one player can be primed at the time, which I guess is why like assists count. So you could literally have a whole team being primed. And then if you get, you do a kind of team wipe with a super and a Nova bomber or something and just wipe them out, Guardian you get down. all the points. So I can Guardian see this down. is, it's very unique with the way that they've kind of come up with this, isn't it? Yeah, super unique. I'm curious to see how they do it. I really am. I mean, it's, I mean, I could see, you know, running in there and because, I mean, th let's face it, if you have a 15 second counter, you're either going to get killed by the team, which is just going to camp when they know you're on the hunt, or you can run in there and take some people out with you. I kind of like that better. Do you think it's going to be a lot more like shotgun rushes in this game mode? Or do you think there are going to be people at the back with sniper rifles, with scout rifles as they've kind of got a buff? Just pot-shotting people and kind of keeping up their their timers or or do you I, think it's just going to be mayhem i think it's gonna be mayhem i don't think shotgunners are gonna have a chance to even have a chance i don't know that's that's a tough i don't know we'll have to see how it plays out everyone's going to be conservative first you know how it is everyone's going to mm -hmm. feel it out feel each other out and and then finally people will figure out how to game it system and that's destiny players man that's what we do so would you have preferred this new kind of game mode or would you have preferred mayhem in iron banner not mayhem no now if they said just clash i'd be good with that just a classic mode i i i'm a i'm a i like the gunplay mm. the i think sometimes the in in the crucible speaking for myself of course it gets old that people can crutch on all these abilities and stuff i mean my god look at restoration right now but I I sometimes I and I've said this in the past on my show. Please, Bungie, just bring out a gun game. Bring out a game 
in the crucible where there's no grenade well okay you can have a grenade maybe even a dodge but no supers see None where of- you draw the line i i don't agree <laughs> everyone's got different opinions of where you draw the line gator <laughs> i know well and this I mean, game okay. was never meant to be or should be a gunplay only because no. of the supers and the abilities and everything if it they, has to be a different game should, which is why it shouldn't be an esports game yeah. No, I don't think it'll be an esports game. I mean, it's not really a true competitive shooter. I mean, because you've got all these wild, crazy abilities. But okay, but if they're doing it on the other side, I'm just proving my point here. If yeah. we have a game where it's all mayhem and you're getting supers every 30 seconds and everyone never uses a gun and just shoots with their and just throws a Nova bomb all the time, why can't they have it on the other way where there's no abilities, just guns? But they don't take the guns away in mayhem. And believe it or no, not, no, you I'm still getting kill some kills with guns. You I, know, I get a few, but. Yeah, but usually you're running from a golden gun or a Nova bomb coming at you. So, actually, they do have it the other way. The equivalent to mayhem with gunplay is probably momentum control. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Would you like to see maybe momentum control change so that there was no supers in there at all? Because I remember when it first started out, it was like your super would grow at like a really slow, slow rate that you maybe not even get a super by the end of it but now i'm playing momentum control i think it's is it this week that it was up or last week i'm finding a lot more people are generating supers in that game mode mm-hmm. whereas originally when it first started out it was just about the guns and the guns hit for no like, uh, like no a abilities yeah. no abilities and bring back the radar for god's sake that destiny is based on a radar based game <laughs> i mean read how knowing how well you can read that radar is part of the game sense and that's part of the gunplay too because you're expecting someone to come around a corner it's all about pre-shot pre-shooting no, no, you've, got, you've got to you've got to turn the volume up on the sound effects and yes. you just got to rely on that no radar uh I, that's what i love about destiny is the radar i i don't like games I, no i games I like on the radar but i i like the the fact that the other person doesn't have a radar i don't have a radar that's true just it comes but down see, to who can pull that trigger faster but night demon what makes crucible and bungie so great because if, if there's games like Call of Duty, who unless you have a UAV up, there's no radar. Everyone just sits in a corner and waits for a UAV to pop up, and then they go crazy. <laughs> Destiny, on the other hand, encourages a fight. It's it's that it's that mediator or that person that always tries to get two people fighting by saying, "Hey, there's a little red on the radar here. Go get him, man. Go get him. You can do this." I love that part. Of, that's what I love about Destiny is the fact that they encourage people to engage. But they have that. This is just a different mode. <laughs> I think it's fine. I, I, I know it's just it'd be great to have a full radar game, no abilities, just guns. I think there's going to be a lot of various different styles to this new eruption game mode. And I think there's a lot of exotics. I mean, I was going through my vault earlier, just like going through and clearing out stuff. And I came across the Mask of the Quiet One for the Titans. And this one says grants ability energy when you're damaged or when you're critically wounded, you regain your maximum health on a kill. And it generates 5% of your barricade, grenade, and melee energy. Now, this could play into that game mode. And then I started looking yeah. at other, like there was, what was it? There was another one, the Eye of Another World for the Warlocks. Oh, absolutely. Where you get uh, effectively, basically, you get regeneration speed of your grenades, melee, and rift abilities. So there are certain exotics that will really, really play into this new game mode. Whereas if you're getting a kill and you're regenerating your health and you're getting the exotic ability on top of what the your team's basically getting you uh, it's yeah it's going to be fantastic to see some of the new 
builds that come out of this like plunder the booty i can see we'll do quite a few builds of this and as cross and fallout plays and cool guy and just all those guys just putting so much effort into i bet they're even looking at it now going right this exotic will pair with this and we'll take this straight into it it's going to be really exciting to see that i'm looking forward to it looking forward to it and what i like is the fact that they've then gone on to explain about what they want to do with crucible and iron banner in the future now i was a little bit confused about this because they were talking about rift and now rift is going to come back in next season but not in iron banner and they want to kind of focus on getting stuff into the crucible labs first to test it because they found that like basically throwing rift at us uh, that first iron banner was it was a little bit of a disaster because it wasn't introduced in crucible labs they just went here's a new game mode it's in iron banner it's like crucible labs as well as we've got crucible labs over here doing zone control stuff so i could see where they were coming from and then they're saying that they want to do that before with like introducing it as a low pressure crucible labs mode first but then we're getting this eruption in iron banner again a bit like we have with rift so i'm a bit confused of where they're coming from so i'm guessing that they're going to do this eruption first and then they're going to do after that they're going to put new stuff into crucible labs and if it works out well in crucible labs then it's going to be then transferred into iron banner so people get the idea of how to play it and then it's made a bit more competitive in the iron banner is is this what you guys got from that when they were explaining what they're going to do with going further i'm, a, I'm imagining that they'll have it in crucible labs at the very beginning of the season just for a couple of weeks see if there's any major issues do quick tweaks and then they haven't announced when the iron banner weeks are yet and then they'll i'm assuming they're a yeah, few they weeks in. no they announced rift no they announced rift yeah oh did it? <laughs> you might have read that wrong gator and there's actually a really interesting thing to that point in a second really really interesting but uh they haven't announced the iron banner weeks yet so um may, and remember iron banner weeks are not going to be on weeks when other things are going on um yeah that's another reason gator why that it would not be week one for iron banner because the raid's week one but yeah, they tell those are the weeks that it's really interesting. They're telling us the weeks rift are going. I don't know if we want to jump to that yet, but I have a. I don't know if no, you have on your show. No, oh, yeah. you, you can go ahead. Keep going. Read the numbers, okay, for the rift when it's coming week one, week eight, and week 14. Hmm? Okay. Okay. I got you. Every, every season so far has only been 13 weeks if it's a normal length season. Ah. Uh -oh. So, this so longer some people are speculating, and we're probably going to find out um, on August 23rd, obviously, if this next coming season will be slightly longer, and of course the season after that to lead into the next expansion. Yes, because typically, I think we were all expecting, well, we were hoping that it was, was it like, um, is it four months? Four months for each season? So 12. Three months. Three months, nine, and it's usually weeks. 13 oh, yeah. weeks. Oh yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah three Four expansions, three months, yeah. So yeah, when Lightfall drops, it would be around the same time as the Witch Queen. But obviously, it looks like they might be pushing out even further. Oh, no. Well, you almost have to guess that to happen. But I, I'm guessing it won't be a lot. But still, week 14, I mean, there has to be something slightly different. Uh, and even if... Even if seasons were 14 weeks, but they've been 13 weeks when they're normal. I, I, I went through this little thing last night with a couple of community members, and we counted the last several seasons back, normal length seasons, and they've always been 13 weeks. Yeah. So to have them saying week 14, uh, it's at least one week longer. 
and probably even a little bit more. Could it just be the calendar? Couldn't it just be well, we have I, an extra I week looked thrown at in that. Uh, actually, it, sometimes it's it could be if the year was shaped, it would be twelve weeks instead of thirteen. Okay, but not fourteen usually. If you're, you know. So I make that the week fourteen would end on the twenty ninth of November. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It may not be a big deal. Maybe they're just going to expand by a week just to make it easier. Um, but if you also think Gator, like, so like August 23rd is when the season starts, but if it goes week 14 weeks means it'll go to November 29th. So that's a little right. bit more than a 22, 23 number. So they're definitely adding an extra week, no matter what, you know? Yeah. And then if you do another 14 weeks after that, it takes you to February 28th. So it possibly they might not be pushing it back. Yeah. They might no, not. Maybe they're just adjusting just, a little just a bit. A couple but... weeks. I, yeah, yeah. You just either way, it's still an interesting point to have it on a last week and to have at least a week longer for the season. You know, we don't even know if that's the last week. They just said week fourteen. We I know. Yeah, yeah. we don't. <laughs> just I, I hope it. I hope it's only just an extra week. I really do. I, it, gosh, I I don't want a long. What what was it? A, geez, what was it? A six month season? That was crazy, man. I enjoyed that because I got a lot of stuff done. I did like a lot of catalysts. I did a lot of triumphs that had just been sitting there kind of yeah. abandoned, half done because the seasons moved on so quickly and I, I needed to move on with the seasons. So I, I was able to go back and finish those. Anything that we kind of got lost over that year, I was able to go back and do and sure. extra stuff and then charge myself up to go into the Witch Queen with bounties and things. So it was it, it was nice to have not that fear of missing out because there's no event but i'm just playing the game and i'm able to play it like on a light basis rather than kind of really i've got to be there every single day every single week to kind of get things done which is what destiny is really let me ask you something night demon mm -hmm. what do you think about the seasonal links you think it's about right speaking Link. of seasons i mean i mean the story stops what uh about three-fourths of the way through the season this season and then we have a little bit of uh, a few weeks of, of non-story where we can just finish up our stuff. I, I feel like this 13, okay, let's say even 14 weeks, I think it's a perfect amount of time where people are just getting bored, just finishing up everything they need to finish, and then the new season pops. I think it's perfect. It keeps people fully engaged year-round. Yeah, what do you think? I, no, I, I do agree with you. I think they could have stretched out the story slightly. Where we hmm. had those... Um, red pulsating voices that we found like the week after we finished was it the week after we finished the story the, you know you found those memory fragments around the leviathan if you went right. to the, the areas maybe they could have dropped like maybe one for the first week and then another couple the next week just to stretch out little story beats for like the law people to go oh well this makes you know sense of this and this is expanded on this and so a, a bit more kind of conversations going into the next season maybe hints at the next season i think yeah it's what they could have done i mean i i agree that i mean it's pretty spaced out they've kind of got into a, a run of things of you do this this week you do this this week you do this this week like admittedly i would have liked more iron banners but i think with their spacing this season they couldn't have fitted them in because they had so much to kind of squeeze in i'm right. a bit upset that maybe solstice is three weeks they could have put it for four weeks so that people got into it especially oh, now that they've kind of gone and done the boost for your second and third characters for the armor like literally the last half of a week of before it finishes i think things like that they could have you right. know you 
otherwise you kind of feel the pressure that if you don't do it the first week and then you've got to do it the second week or if you haven't if you've been on holiday like parody had he had to kind of rush it all and get it done in that first week nobody has like not normal normally really has like four weeks off in a row you you may you generally have like a couple of weeks maybe three weeks which would give people a, a decent amount of time to kind of play that game mode and enjoy that game mode rather than having to be forced to do it because they want to kind of get the triumphs and things done and get the armor you know i think things like that i enjoy the the longer season sometimes of where they space things out right right i didn't ask you kingsley what did you what did you think man sorry my inner podcaster's kicking in no no it's fine it's it's difficult um yeah i i definitely like the shorter seasons uh because there's so many things that if you play the game a fair amount you're done and kind of bored with the season mm-hmm. uh pretty quickly too long? <clears throat> no i'm kind of sounding like that does that doesn't make sense like i'm fighting against myself like i want it to have either more content or a shorter season but i don't think they should make it a shorter season if that makes sense yeah, yeah. so you know if they could stretch the story out do, to do like just a little bit more um you know because the story was great it was six weeks worth of stuff but if they could push that to like eight or ten i know it'd be a lot more development and then um you know even even though i don't like doing bounties i would love for them to have more rewards on a season pass bar we've had this discussion oh we so have. have like 150 ish <laughs> plus yes. or minus rewards yeah. that you can go no for because also once you hit 100 i definitely have no reason to do anything else with xp what annoys me after 100 is that you get the eververse engrams which is fine i love getting the eververse engrams sure but it doesn't go through my eververse and go right he's got all of those ticks we'll give him something he hasn't got because he's played over 100 he's earned those engrams no no we'll give him something that he's already earned like 10 seasons ago that he's already deleted about 50 times it's like go through my collection and give me something I haven't got that is available. There are I've you know I do miss out on fast things. Just give me something that I haven't got, or give me a large pile of bright dust or a small pile of bright dust. If I've, if I've got everything ticked that you can possibly give me, give me some bright dust. A small amount of bright dust is better than nothing, so that I can then purchase the stuff that I do want coming up in the Eververse calendar. I think that does annoy me. So yeah, yeah. that's fine too. But like they okay. really need to have more rewards even if they're stupid things like just having even if like 100 through 150 is mostly filled with really stupid things like just enhancement cores for this or something else for that it at least gives someone like me more reason to grind the game some more just for the stupid grindy reasons (laughs) uh you know (laughs) because i don't get any incentive even if they were to drop like something crazier like not, not like this would even happen, but like even if they were to drop like Ascendant Shards every five, I wouldn't care. I It's more about the visual appeal on the season pass bar. I want there to actually be stuff I see that I'm going towards. You know? Well, the thing is, there there is an incentive to get to level 200 because I believe a level 200 gives you those 20 levels on your artifact, doesn't it? Yes. And there is No, a no, not 200. You get it at like 150 or 150. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere no, around there. I got it at 200. Oh, 20 levels. I was thinking yeah. 15, sorry. Oh, for Which, the for the triumph. Gotcha. For the triumph, you have to get to 20 yep. levels on your like artifact. So there is an incentive to get there, but nothing on the pass from like 100 to 200, like you said, apart from just getting that triumph. Yeah, well, and, and yeah. triumphs, even less people, I think, are interested in 
than again a visual decent pass bar. Hmm. I'm guessing, I'm speculating, but don't you think you know it's pretty? It's this I'm going for. It's that I'm going for. You know, some more armor if they, God forbid, could add that in. You know, like there's all these cool things we're going for rather than just oh. In the background, I'm going to be getting some triumph or maybe some materials. And you know? ornaments. Give people ornaments for their weapons. Just, I mean, we yeah. got an ornament for Fell Winter's Lyre, which is a legendary shotgun in the game for doing something. I can't remember what it was, but maybe give us legendary ornaments like they have with the reprised uh, Baruch weapons that from the Menagerie. You, you could have purchased them from Eververse, or you could play the game and get X amount of things on the, that season pass. I mean, I'm not going to talk about that Solstice book that really annoys me that I've got all the tickets for. And unless I purchase the book, I can't unlock. But I've played the game to get all those tickets, but it won't give me the stuff until I give them more money. Just That just annoys me that I've, I've done those things. Give me. I've, I've got the tickets, but it won't let me ha use the tickets until I purchase the book. Anyway, that's my little rant. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah. I, I follow you there. I do. I've, we've talked about it as well. I've played your game mode. I've played it and got the tickets. And Just my God, is Solstice grindy this year or what? Oh my God. I gave up on my other two I don't characters. Know. I, it didn't seem grindy for me. Well, okay. When, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 75 Gambit or Crucible games, Kingsley? Oh, Crucible three characters? was easy when it was Mayhem. Or even... Um, Most people Control don't do three characters quick. if you're taking the whole... I'm just talking about like, if you take a fair sample size of one character, I feel like on one character... It was less that I had to do this year than last year on one character. So uh, I haven't swapped hmm. over to other characters. So if I swap from my Titan to Hunter or Warlock, is it a fresh new book then for each character? Yes, for every oh, character. Okay. You have to redo the book. Now, granted, if you want the to, last you week, to. <laughs> the last week, Night Demon, they, finally, they yeah, finally yeah. saw the light the last week and said, okay, we're going to give you a little bonus on how quickly it finishes those but you have to do the book on each character man that's what i'm saying but you it's had grindy. to do that last year too with each character if you wanted to uh but, and, you but guys they had a actually but they had a speed up mechanic yeah okay yeah and they added that now too but i'm just saying to be fair one-to-one -one character i felt like i don't know and there was harder things you had to do last year too remember you had to do actually like a dungeon or a or raid awesome or something yeah so true. i still feel like last year was more but that's just my. But, but how, how many waves of uh, last year? Yeah. What? The glows were better. I I'm a yeah, titan. I don't want a bird sitting on the top of my head. <laughs> no, I got that out. too. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I think my warlock looks a lot better. I I just didn't hit it hard myself, and I I'm I am just finishing this week, but I just remember how hard I hit it last year. Yeah. And then how hard I hit it this year, and at least my feeling is I didn't put as much effort into it this year and got it done on my character. Didn't. And I think I that was mainly down to the glows because I wasn't a fan of the armor and the glows that were available this year. Last year I purchased the glows that you could get on the armor. So whatever subclass I'm rocking, it will glow that subclass. So I think it goes a long way when you give people armor that they actually like and glows that they like, that they will go and play the game mode. You know, they will go out and play a Grandmaster if they if they can. But well, they gave yeah. us easier things to do, but they just made us do more of it. Yeah. Uh, even that, the only one that it was more, I felt like, was the Crucible Gambit. And I'll tell you, the people that stress about it worry more. I wasn't even counting, and then all of a sudden, like earlier this last week, I looked at the book and I was at twenty four without even thinking about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
I'm almost there. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, mayhem and momentum control really. Yes, mayhem made it easy. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking about rewards, I mean, going back to the TWAB, they're talking about Crucible Labs. Have you guys set foot into Crucible Labs and played the zone control that they've got in there for people to test? What did they have Crucible Labs this season? Yes. No, that's a, that's my answer. Nope. There's no incentive to go in there. No, there isn't. And play their test game mode. If Give us they an emblem. People incentives to go in and test their game modes, which is why I could understand why they just threw Rift into Iron Banner that first week and went, "This is what you're going to have to deal with, and we'll get the testing and results from it, and we'll we'll adjust it the second time." So I can understand why they're doing that, especially with this new game mode. But I there, there's I incentive for that. someone like me that just likes to experience new things. But I get it. It would be nice if there was other incentives too for other people. Kingsley, it's a looter shooter, man. Give me something for my time. Give me an emblem that says Bungie official tester or something yeah, with a yeah. cool graphic. Yeah, just, I don't know. Just something to entice people to go into there. You know, maybe maybe give them a pinnacle. They play ten versions of the Crucible Labs, which will give them enough like yes. whatever gives them enough like data give reward people with a pinnacle you go and play that game mode you give us 10 or so, 15 games of that game mode we will give you reward you with a pinnacle you'll get maybe an emblem or whatever saying tester just something you know when people have tested things in the past whether you're internal in the company or people have been invited you know community members to beta test things in the game they're not getting loot then too it's just part of just helping test things so you feel good about it or if you don't if it's not worth your time you don't do it but I, I don't know. I feel like, yes, it would be nice if they had weapons too. I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, but I, I really feel like when things are in beta, it's more just people want to help out. You know, they're not. I get that too, but from it. give us at least some vanity items. You know, because we're we like to show off what we do in the game. I think I think that's where Bungie has fallen short lately. Give us more vanity items. I mean, we want to show off our stuff. Sorry, I'm trying to be respawn. Have I interrupted enough? No, <laughs> you need to do more and loud. And shouting. I apologize. And, and a couple of times you have to do this. Oh. As you're talking. Hit the mic. It's really annoying. Yep. Okay. When you try and edit me, Spawn, if you ever listen to this. Gotcha. Sorry, people. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> As a fellow editor, I feel your pain. So you, have you got any more respawn ranting? Oh, are you giving me a chance to do a respawn rant? I, I want to make sure you got the twab done first, though, man. You, If you are respawn... And you're in oh, your mindset. Yeah. Oh, I you just do, do it whenever I feel like. You do your rant. So should we call oh. it a gate, Gators Grumble? And you change the subject, right? It doesn't even have to do anything with the TWAB. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I know, I know you're, I know you're doing the TWAB, but I got, I got, I got, a, I got something to rant about here, guys. Let's just call this the Gator Grumble. I like that. <laughs> I I was reading an article, a friend of mine, um, Frenzy8, thank you, sir, for sending this to me. I'm banned from talking about this in my Discord and in my my podcast, but I can do it here, right? Right? You can. It, and, the, and the article was, Destiny 2 players are struggling with inflation either at, even after a massive legendary shard dupe. Like many folks in the real world, some Destiny 2 players are struggling to keep up with inflation, specifically in the legendary shard market. This sentiment has been simmering in the Destiny community for several seasons in a recent Reddit post, maybe that was me, uh, from self-described working class guardian, oh, it wasn't me, Denabin43, uh, has become a sort of water cooler discussion for players to air their complaints. His argument's simple. The legendary shard inflation is out of control. Am I loud enough yet? 
Um, the prices to focus has consistently increased, but the rate of acquisition has not kept up. Anecdotally, I've heard similar sentiments from multiple Destiny clanmates, especially this season. And it's clear from the replies to this Reddit post, as well as its popularity, that it's not an uncommon feeling. Legendary shards have become increasingly essential to Destiny 2's loot system, with new traits, origin perks, as well as craftable weapon patterns driving the desire to roll multiple versions of the latest guns. Focusing legendary engrams has been gives given players a path to more definitive drops, but it's also raised the price of each gun considerably in each case. I'll give you a reference. Focus this season's guns at the helm for 50 shards a pop, which isn't really half bad, especially since, you know, the seasonal activity spits them out pretty regularly. Meanwhile, focusing a Trials of Osiris weapon will run you 100 shards and a single roll of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, can I misspell the words and mispronounce them like he does too? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the coveted adept versions of trial weapons that will cost you an eye-watering, listen to this, 250 shards. What the f is going on here? This is... No. I, I, I... Uh, you had to get some dolphins in there, didn't you? Yes. I'm, I, 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 I needed a dolphin, man. <laughs> I expect um, to hear the dolphin sound. <laughs> With the seasonal boost unlock, you get four legendary shards each time you dismantle a piece of gear, right? That's yes. still the primary way to get them. So you can see quickly how these expenses are adding up. And I've talked about this, that the fact that you can't go, and I forget the rest of the story. I'm, I'm on a rant here. Okay. The fact that you can't go to the Cryptarch anymore and buy them, but, but wait, you can use legendary shards to buy what? Materials? Glimmer? Are you kidding me? Are you? Give us a way to accumulate legendary shards. I used to go to spider all the time in the forsaken and I used to with glimmer, I would farm, I would farm my legendary shards and the fact that you need legendary shards to buy everything in the game and now that the fact that they're making everything very expensive i mean it's 50 legendary shards anytime you want to focus anything in this game for and i'm always thinking of the new player right hazel's rolling his eyes right now i'm always thinking of the new player that can't that doesn't have thirteen thousand legendary shards they only have a hundred and they have to use half of them if they want to focus one damn weapon <sighs> It's ridiculous. Bungie, allow us to be able to buy legendary shards at the Crypt Arc instead of this stupid glitch that you had a few about a month and a half ago where everyone was standing at the Crypt Arc doing the conversions to get all these crazy legendary shard farms done. We shouldn't have to do that. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, were you guys talking about something else? I, I no, apologize. I, I completely agree. And when you're talking about legendary shards, these are the little purple ones. These aren't even like the exotic versions of oh, enhanced cores oh. and prisms and oh. things. The, the, now, I told everyone that this is the way the seasonal pass should work. When you reach 100, congratulations. Good job. Yep. When you reach 101, you should get an ascendant shard. When you reach 105, you should get a prism. When you reach 150, you should get a golf ball. And if you reach 200, an Ascendant Alloy. Instead of paying 400 Legendary Shards for one every week. But Gator, you can just go do this and that in the game. 
if that's the end game material, you should be able to just go in there and do that. Yeah, that's nice for you to say, but maybe I don't have time. Maybe I'm working and maybe I'm playing in the morning before I go to work and I don't have time to put a group together. I don't I, have time to get all chit chatty with I, everyone, I will, you know? Cut in there. The Good. ascendant alloy material that you can get for crafting your weapons, I've got quite a bit from just doing the Leviathan and getting one from the tier three to drop. And I would say pretty regularly, if I do like three or four in that week, I'll at least get one to drop at the, that end boss on the tier three. So wow. it's better than yeah. doing the, uh, the throne world thing. And I can't remember what that's called on the hardest. Oh map. yes. Oh yes. That's, where, that's where always you're guaranteed to get one. Whereas the Leviathan, you don't even need to be in a group and you happen to have a chance at that to drop. I don't know whether that's through leveling up the crown and it's one of the nodes that I unlocked because I can't remember, but yeah, it's and the ascendant shards. If you are in a good place to get to the the power level, especially by this week, this week with the double nightfall loot drops has been fantastic to get those ascendant shards to drop. It's been giving me like two or four or three uh, by completing just like that uh, inverted spire strike. But I ha I've had to work to get to the power level to get into the grand masters yes. and yes a serendipitous moment of getting one of the easiest grand masters to do i picked up like three groups from the destiny app on their uh, fire teams app nobody had comms on but we were able to get through so easily that grand master i put on like my thunder crash and we just thunder crashed him and, and rocketed him at the end but right. to get through that it was a breeze and getting the double nightfall, but I've had to work to get to that. So I really feel the pain for people that can't get to that point this week and get that done to get like a, a fountain of, of these things to drop. I mean, I mean, I'm in a unique position that I can get to that at that point. And but you know what percentage is able to do GMs Go or, or does them 1% of cool. the population? Look it up. I looked it up. But normal 1%. GMs are extremely hard to get through. I mean, just, yes. but yeah, this is one of the easiest ones. So it's a very serendipitous moment if you can get to it all and it all aligns this week. And Hazel always keeps spinning it, spin me in in circles when it comes to Senate shards and, and golf balls and all that stuff. Hmm. Why should I have to go play a strike to get these? And yes, I know there's a few other high-end activities I can go and do this. Trials, but yeah. Gator, it's a high-end high material. If you want to masterwork your armor and stuff, which takes three, by the way, three golf balls to masterwork a, an exotic piece of armor. It's ridiculous. Give us a way to do it. Give us a way to farm it. I remember being really poor when these things first came out and leveling up. It cost that Ascendant Shard. I remember like saving to three, and then I was like, I've got three this season which exotic do I do? Which one do I want to do? And it, pondering for days upon days and thinking what loadout it's going to go really well that I actually put this, these three golf balls in to make that go to 10 so that it's, I've got a complete loadout it was like really stressful. Sometimes I think it is it, and uh, three characters, you know, yeah. and, and, and I was telling Hazel this the other day, I don't know if, how much weapon crafting you've been doing, but I want to craft them all. I want to yeah. eliminate all these dupe weapons out of my vault so I can help with my vault space. I'm, I'm yeah. always at 600. Yeah. And, um, well, it's your show, man. I, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I got that. I'm not allowed to talk about it in my podcast anymore, but can't, I can do it here. And uh, did I yell high enough that I raised my you voice did. enough? But okay. you, bring, you do bring up a really good point. I um, Yesterday I did a stream with my, my son and my daughter, and we were – 
they'd loaded back into Destiny for the first time. Uh, they, I think they'd done kind of, they must have played the Red War, the opening mission with Shorehan. Oh wow, really? They'd got to the point of being able to. As soon as my daughter loaded into the game, it took her straight into the Witch Queen, and it was like, "Do you want to do normal version or legendary?" I said, well, "Let's do a legendary. Let's let's go through and see if we can level you up." Because she's all her characters were thirteen fifty. Everything in the vault was thirteen fifty. So it was just mm-hmm. like, "Let's go in and see if we can get you leveled up." But looking at the stuff that she had available to her, I mean, for some reason she had loads of upgrade modules. She had like twenty five of them. But again, like you said, the shards she was very poor on. I think she only had like about two hundred and fifty of those. And some of the other materials only like little bits of those. So for somebody that's new coming back into the game, one it was really confusing where the game had put her, and it confused the hell out of me because I was thinking, surely. I really don't understand why we're going straight into the Witch Queen campaign. Maybe because she's done something else prior to that. So that would confuse other people coming back to the game. But the amount of resources that she doesn't have available, and then it's going, you want to do this, you want to do that. It's like, oh my God. And the other confusing thing was we'd done, I think the first or, first or second mission of the Witch Queen campaign. She said, you know, she had to go and speak to Ikora on Mars, walked up to Ikora and Ikora gave her the original um, artifact, you know, that, that synaptic spear, and it mm-hmm. went, oh, this has gone in your... It's like totally confusing people because we know as consistent Destiny players that you get an artifact each season. But for somebody new, they're getting an old artifact that doesn't make any sense because when I went yeah. to a character to have a look, it was still locked. I was like, oh, no, because that's... Yeah, that was the Witch Queen one. Yeah. That's so you yeah. can do. That's so you can complete some of the stuff from the last season. I guess it's the place order, like a placeholder they have to use to do it. But I, I, I don't know, man. It's I, I, the 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 crafting system is so expensive. Yeah. Uh, first you have to unlock the gun, which means uh, let's see, five of res- resident alloys, which you get one resident alloy every any time you dismantle a legendary. So you get use five of those. Ten thousand glimmer, no big deal. Resident elements. 75 75 300 300 so 750 resin elements per per gun mm-hmm. uh so and and so then you have to of course your level one you have to go kill stuff when you get to around level 17 to 20 depending on the weapon 20 resin alloys 20 to recraft the frame you can only hold 80 40 000 glimmer 12 enhancement cores plus 75 elements per regular perk now, if you want enhanced perk, which is why you're leveling the gun up to begin with, so you can get all those enhanced perks, one ascendant alloy, 2,000 resonant elements, and double that because you're going to have two, you want two of the enhanced perks. So, those are your little green Doritos, aren't they? Yes. And <laughs> you can only hold 10,000 of those. You yeah. can only hold 10 golf balls. You can only hold 50 uh, prisms. What it going, I, I don't understand why we have to limit this stuff. Bungie, let us farm it, and if we want to do it all at once and build up the materials and farm them and then go craft a bunch of weapons all at once, we have all the stuff there to do it. That's all That's all I'm saying. And and I always no, advocate... You're actually saying 20 different points. I'm ready to hop <laughs> I, in. I know. That's I know. not all you're saying. <laughs> but no, now see, I'm, I'm always... Now, now let me just say, let me get this off my chest, and then you guys can walk all over my, my okay. point. I'm always advocating for the new player okay hazel's rolling his eyes right now he says but you're not the average new player but i have i have an ace in the hole here i have a lot of alt accounts that i start at zero and i love i love the progression of the game and i always love experimenting with different ways to rank up to get to 
at least, you know, at least 1500 or 1550, you know, the soft cap. And because I do that a lot, I realize and I see a lot of the pain points that a new player is going to have when they decide to play this game. And listen, listen, man, I just want more players to jump in here and play this. It's such an awesome game to do. Mm. So that's my approach. And everyone rolls their eyes and said, well, Gator, you're not a new player. Of course, I'm not a new player. I've got 3000 hours in this game, but I do alt accounts and I'm able to see the pain points of early progression in this game when they just throw you at 1350 and say, go for it. When right, you I'm start, done. when you start with one of your alt accounts, does it throw you in with Shorhan, or does it throw you in with the Witch Queen campaign? Now, I I have the option to do the New Light, but the New Light, I'll be honest, I don't do the New Light because it's boring as hell. Yeah, you know that, yeah. It's boring as hell. I mean, I if I'm the average player or a new player deciding to pick up Destiny and play it for the first time, and I have to go to Shorhan and then, uh, oh hey, you're a guardian. Let's go over here and kill some stuff. Hey, this is how you and and it, I like the fact that they're walking you through how everything works and look at your menu and how this is how it works. That's that's I, you got to have that in place. But the story is so boring, man. It's so lackluster. I I don't know. I think they can do it better. I think where you're talking about the materials and things. I think if you're a new player or you're a returning player and the game knows that you've been away for some time, it should give you like a, a, a bundle, like a returning player's bundle or a new player's right. bundle, giving you upgrade modules, giving you planetary materials, giving you enough stuff to get you started. Enough stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter to us as an existing player, but coming well, it in. Does. You, no, but if you if you gave a new player like uh, this bundle, that gave you some resident right. elements. It gave you some alloys. It gave you an ascendant alloy. It gave you one ascendant yeah. shard so that you could make a choice of when you get to that point, it says, right, now you can use this stuff and you can level up. But that's what most games do, isn't it? When you play like a, a mobile game, they'll give you really exotic item and go, we're giving you this to show you that you can upgrade to this and right. you can upgrade, say, this building, and this is going to be the best building. But you're going to have to do X, X, Y, and Z to earn this in-game to get any more of these. Whereas Destiny, doesn't it? It just throws you in at the deep end, gives you nothing, and you just have to earn from nothing. And, and, the, and the players who have thousands of hours in this game will tell you, no, no, you got to earn it like we did. You're not, why, why are we giving everybody everything? Why don't we just give everyone everything? That's Hazel's uh, argument. Why don't we just give everybody everything? No one has to do anything. We can just go do patrols and, and we have enough weapons and ascendant alloys to go do anything we want. <laughs> De you know, Destiny used to be generous like that. And, yeah. and allow us, I'm, all I'm, I'm coming from the mindset, let us farm stuff if we want to farm stuff. If we want to go do patrols for a whole week straight just to get this certain material built up, let us do it. Don't make us go play a GM that only 1% of the population plays. All right. I go ahead, Kingsley. Yeah, we'll let Kingsley. Jump in here, man. Are you, gonna, is... are you can unmute me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hazel and other people that see the true big picture, I, I feel your pain right now. I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so many thousands of points piled upon each other misdirection <laughs> not not purposeful misdirection but misdirection of like combining points together to try to make an argument that's not fair because we're not separating these things out i don't have time to go line by line and people would be bored anyways but uh yeah um <laughs> i i am curious that article if you want to send to me because i i do want to know too sure. what their definition of inflation is and if you're maybe misrepresenting something that they're saying in the article. Well, but actually, for first... the... I'm yeah, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I didn't want to step on you, but 
no, uh, actually actually hazel himself sent me a similar article and he he has it in our discord he can send it to you as well but yeah i'll forward this one to you yeah this one was sent from one of our community members that said hey see what you've been talking about other people are talking about it as well but for some reason i'm the outlier in my community i'm the You'll only one to send it to me as well so i can put it in the show notes for people to read what absolutely absolutely because the first when you were talking about inflation and the true definition of inflation i thought you were saying the trials things that are what 200 now used to be like 10. Are you just saying that yeah. there's more things to spend legendary shards on these days? Is that what they yeah. mean by inflation? I mean, well, yeah, what they've done. That's not that's not inflation. But anyways. yeah, I okay. think that they've worded it. They haven't worded it correctly. What it is right. is that there are more things yeah. now that take okay. exotic yes. shards. Everything takes okay. legendary shards. Yeah, legendary shards. Sorry, takes okay, the okay, legendary okay, okay. shards, and the. It takes a lot of legendary shards, but the game doesn't give you enough legendary shards to compensate for the amount of things that they've now added into the game that take up more and more of your legendary shards. Okay. So, so stuff needs to be added into the game to give you more legendary shards so that you can then go on a roll. Because, I mean, if you've only got, like... I went down to, like, 200 legendary shards last season when I was trying to get to... I was being stupid with the gunsmith trying to get to level 16 and I couldn't do it, but I was getting stuff out of my vault and using shards to get that to do. Anyway, so I went down to about 200. So if I wanted to then use my legendary shards at the trials vendor or the iron banner vendor to reroll weapons, to get a good roll, and I could only do maybe two, I, I was then lucked out. If I got really naff rolls on those things, I would then have to work 10 times harder to get more legendary shards. So, yeah, I see where the point comes from, Gator, but, yeah, it's just worded. It's on deaf ears for people who play all the time. And I I guarantee you. I honestly feel it. Going down to, like, 200 shards last season, and without that glitch that Cheese Forever pointed out at the beginning of this season, I wouldn't be back up to 10,000. I had at the – I just – when I really uh, explored doing builds, because, I mean – Destiny has created these new Void 3.0 and uh, Solar 3.0, and now Arc 3.0 will be out next season. Now what do we have all these different configurations we can do stuff? For each configuration, you have to reconfigure your armor setup a certain way in order for it to be catalytic, right? Which means you're going to have to build, and, and, and you want to masterwork stuff because it gives plus two to all your, to all your uh, perks on the armor. It makes sense to do that. So because you have to do that, you have to, I had like uh, 1,500 Ascendant Shards. Is that right? Uh, Ascendant Core. I mean, uh, uh, Enhancement Cores. Yeah. I, it was half that after I just made like five builds for my Warlock. I haven't even touched my other two yet. I, and I can't imagine how anybody else can do that. I had 1,500 yeah, saved up. Of, that is kind of end game stuff, isn't it? To create those. It, you are, you are correct. Builds. So, I mean, you can get to level like nine, maybe, or even level eight on a armor piece without having to use prisms and golf balls. Yes, that's true. So you have a way of half getting there, which mm-hmm. is what is quite nice, but it is really low. I mean, it costs if, to go from one energy up to eight costs only what is it, 19 shards or something stupid like right, that. Right. Whereas when you're trying to re-roll the weapon, which is what... Mm-hmm is one of the things in in the game now or even put it into crafting a weapon it's 10 times more than that now and you're not even a, you're not even yeah. guaranteed to get the best roll of that weapon no, you're just getting a shot at rolling it slot okay. machines you guys keep repeating the points again <laughs> <laughs> sorry kings i just had a simple question right now sorry, sorry, i just had a simple question <laughs> sorry kings so 
the only the, the, there's two there's two types of players that are complaining about not being able to do everything at once. I mean, just because there's more things to spend legendary shards on doesn't mean you should do it all at once. You go to a buffet, you can't eat everything all at once, nor should you eat everything at the buffet in one sitting. You want to buy stuff on the Bungie Bright Dust store, you're in silver, doesn't mean you should buy everything. You pick and choose slowly over time. So the two types of players that are complaining about this is either the players have been playing for a long time and want to do everything all at once, or the new players, which the true new player isn't aware of everything that can be done right away. So my opinion is most of them don't care at first. But there may be the newish player that does see everything right away, and they want to do everything all at once too. And that's, we have to be patient. There's no reason we should expect to like do all of this <laughs> all at once. I've done alt accounts too, Gator. And uh, so I have a unique experience also. It was in D1 mostly, okay. a little okay. bit in D2. But when I was a new player, I didn't care about knowing everything at the beginning. And I couldn't do everything all at once. <laughs> and then so when I played my alt account, the second time through, I was more anxious. I'm like, okay, I've done this before. I want to get leveled up quicker. I want to get all these materials quicker. So it's not really a true new player experience because you can't, no one can block out of their brain the experience of knowing what you want. So you want to get it quicker and you don't, you know what there is. The true new player doesn't know everything in the game yet. I follow you. Okay. Legendary shards. There's, I don't hear that many people complaining about it. The things that, people are complaining about is yes umbral energy that stuff is expensive everyone can kind of agree on that yes there, there are certain things that are, are expensive and they should tweak but let's not combine all these things together let's look at them fairly one by one i'm not really hearing from a lot of people legendary shards so this is like the first time i've seen an article There's i really two articles think, actually already yeah i really just don't Probably think more. it's a a common a big big thing and then to separate some other points uh, yeah the new player experience can be or the person coming back can be confusing uh to me that's a totally separate thing yes bungie should work on ways to make things easier for the new player or the person returning back say like okay there's a lot to do in the game but ignore all these things over here just focus on these things first uh but it doesn't necessarily mean the but economy it, like is in the pot it's like when you said you started an alt account, so you knew the stuff was there, but you mm -hmm. just couldn't attain it. The thing is... Yeah, and you want to attain it because you've gone through that experience before. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing with the returning players. Like my kids, they knew that they could do stuff, but they didn't have the stuff that they, they could have previously. And it was mm -hmm. really hard to kind of... The game even, like... <laughs> After you've done like the first couple of the missions of the Witch Queen, it just it still didn't open up the full game. There was still stuff that really just confused me. Just the strikes were there, but they couldn't get any rewards from them. They couldn't get like a pinnacle reward from it. The crucible was there, but you couldn't get like a powerful pinnacle from that. There were other. So you're talking about the confusing part now. Yeah, yeah of course. Not... There, things can always be better guidance on what you need to do. Yeah, and, and Bungie has already stated that they're they're moving on. They're they're they've kind of given up on the new player experience. That they're gonna, they've got something in the works for what the next uh, expansion coming out. They've got something they're working on. At least Not they've the said next this expansion was... after oh, the next yeah. one. Oh, so after the still whole saga, over two yeah. years away. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is going to be a shameless plug, Night Demon, and you can edit this out, man, if you want. Incoming shameless plug. But I've kind of seen the light.
people haven't seen me in the discord the last week or so and it's because i'm actually going to be dipping my toe into content creation i've uh, been learning davinci resolve i'm actually doing video editing now as well god help me but i've actually decided to take my channel in a direction that helps new players that's going to be my new direction i've kind of just when i heard all of this about how don't take gator's advice (laughs) when i heard no when i heard all no and no, follow me here. When I heard all about how confusing it, it, one thing I realized is when I talk to a lot of our community members who maybe don't play as much, like I'm, I'm using like uncle scum death, for instance, he does our scum death corners every week. Yeah. He didn't even know what armor mods were. And I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of people out there telling you the best way to build this or the best gun to get for crucible or the best build to easily get that GM done and stun. But there's a lot of the channels that began telling people the simple things about what to do in Destiny. I don't see a lot of that anymore. And I kind of saw the light and I said, you know what? I, 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 this is going to be my mission is to try to get more people into this game and play this game. And I'm going to do it through video. And I'm going to, it's very basic. It's going to be very basic stuff. Like what are mods? Why do I care about mods on, on armor? Yeah. And why can't and we have them all at the same time? Wah. Don't get me started, Kingsley. I can Hopefully get into that later. That'll be part 20. To the new you got to be patient. Teach, I think teach the thing patience with... to the new players. You don't have to expect everything right away. I think the thing with that, Gator, is that people do videos, and they do up-to-date videos going, right, we're going to run you through this, we're going to run you through that. Right. And then the like time passes, and it's like, okay, so... The, that video's just left there in the yeah. ether and it's like yeah as everybody keeps putting it it's like it, it may be six to nine months out of date so yeah, i think exactly you you just need to keep reiterating and reiterating because you never know who's going to come back in and and hear that and i just i want more players to play this game i want this oh, game yeah. to blow up the future is so bright for bungie right now and i honestly regardless of what anybody says about elden ring bungie is on the top of the mountain right now when it comes to live service gaming they're they're just doing a great job well, Fortnite and those games are on the top of the mountain, but well, they are too. But I mean, if if that's the kind of game you want to play, but for the Destiny world and the fantasy draw and the story and the campaigns, and it's totally different than Fortnite. Fortnite's all about competing and multiplayer and stuff like that. I mean, their their original game when they came out with a story based game, no one loved it. Everyone hated it. And then once Fortnite found out that the multiplayer part of the game was getting hot, they just left the story to rot. They don't care about. What was it called? Uh, Zombies Forever or something? I don't remember. I played it once. But a lot of players that decide to say, hey, my friends have been telling me to play this game. I jumped into it, and I had some new new thing to do here and there. I was confused, and I left. I hear that so many times. I'm like, no. I, I, I've got to put something out there, and if no one watches it, fine. At least I did the effort. But that's where I just kind of have a calling. That's what I want to do. And it ties in with our podcast. It ties in with our, our community uh, scrims, our community raid nights. And I'm including you guys, too, when I say this. It just all ties together so nicely for a person who who wants to get into the game. We had a couple people come into our Discord last season that said they've been jumping from clan to clan because everyone kicks them out because they don't know enough. And we said, you know what? Come on in here. And I'm not the best Sherpa. Kingsley can attest to that. I, I have a hard time explaining stuff sometimes. And I just don't play raids enough like you do guys do. But we have a ton of Sherpas in our community. We brought them in. We took them through a raid. The guy was just tickled pink. He couldn't believe it. First try. 
you know, we got it, we got the uh, valve disciples done and it just made his day. And I was like, that's, that's what I want to feel. I want to get another person interested in playing this game that way. No, to be yeah. fair, I think that is cool. I mean, yeah, there are there have been videos of that, but yeah, they get outdated quickly. So that more power to you to doing that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, awesome, Gator. Quick. Just teach patience so. also. It's a it's a passion project of mine right now. So we'll see how it turns out. And and don't laugh and don't laugh, Nidemon, but I call it the trident, you know, like uh Poseidon has the trident. The first, the first part okay. is the beginner videos. The second part is getting to listen to our podcast. The third part is actually seeing us in action, playing with our community, and those are going to be the live streams. It's a, it's a perfect. It just hit me all of a sudden. It's just like an epiphany. I said, "This is yeah. perfect. It all works together so well." Sorry, I know it's a shameless plug, but I just we're on this subject, so. <laughs> but that was the confusing thing for me as a, an experienced Destiny player. Where do I take? these these returning players where how do i guide them because there's nothing on their screens telling them well, i mean there's like a couple of things that say you can go and do this you can go and do this they're left in the wind concrete they're left going, in the wind yeah go do that i know what i can do and but i didn't know what even as free to like they're the yeah they're the free to play players because i haven't bought them the dlc so what is also limited from what they can do with that as well was also yeah. another yeah. confusing thing and this isn't just Destiny. I see this in other games too, where you yeah. step away from the game for a while and they add so many things, like even Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that, and you come back and it takes you a while. I think there's different ways you can do it. You can, I think the worst idea, but some people will do this, they'll just try to chip away it a little bit and they'll get frustrated and leave. I'm like, well, you didn't really try. Uh, there's other techs you could just start looking at some, all the flashing things on your screen and start slowly chipping away. And within a week or two, you'll start getting a feel for what you need to do. Or the best play is look up articles, videos, podcasts, things like that. And you can get guidance that way. Obviously all yeah. of us in our communities, we love holding someone's hand through. This is what you can do in the game. And you're the yeah. best at it, Kingsley. You're very patient with people. You're very soft, you know, like you are now you're very, you don't get emotional. I'm the opposite, by the way. I get emotional. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, I, and, I and Kingsley's got a Kingsley's I'm got logical a about theater. it. Calm down, I'm fair girl. about it. I like fairness is my biggest motto that's in life. Why you're, that's <laughs> why you and Hazel both are such good Sherpas because you're able to keep your cool, not get overly excited, and it works out. We've been joined by a wild respawn again. Wild respawn, are you there? Respawn. I hope you were proud of me, man. I did a gator growl. It's not a. I can never do a, a, a. I can never do a. Uh, a response rant, but I did my best. I did a gator growl. Is that what it called? Greater growl that we no. decided on? Grumble. Maybe. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark that quickly. Gator grumble, the domain. It? <laughs> it's already taken. Believe me, it's, it's something the University of Florida Gators do called the gator growl. <laughs> Sorry. So I don't Wait. know what our plan is for the rest of the show. I have a, in 10 minutes, I should leave because of another commitment, but okay. uh Sorry, I I will take you in a different direction. No, no, this is great, and I and it's my fault. Uh, something got scheduled. Um, this is fun discussions. I don't want to go, but uh, <laughs> just some things that came up. So. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Nobody needs you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> don't be harsh. Yeah, whatever, man. Doesn't affect. Don't me. be harsh. Do you know me? Who are you again? <laughs> it, it's exactly. not harsh if I don't take it that way. I just ignore the statement. <laughs> <laughs> So we kind of covered what's happening. Rift won't be coming back to Iron Banner next season, but it doesn't mean it's out of the game. It's going to be, what did you say? It was weeks 1, 8, and 14. 14. 
and as well as private matches next season. But they have adjusted it even further, haven't they? With um, what they found out with testing it in Iron Banner, as they put it. So the number of matches that went fully to time dropped by 10% in that second week. And they uh, went from having no mercy criteria to one to three matches ending in mercy at three or four or four to one. So that was that second week that we kind of tested out that was a lot better than the first week in Iron Banner. Private matches are going to be available wherever. And you can play any map that you want, even if it's unbalanced or asymmetrical. Uh, alongside the more standard overtime rules, we also expect multi-spark to return in future seasons. AFK protection has been updated to utilise risk-specific events. And later in the season, they will fix a bug that didn't allow you to always immediately dunk the spark if you picked it up too close to the rift. So that still exists until they tell you it doesn't exist. And then for the future season, so not next season when it comes in weeks 1, 8 and 14, they're going to explore maybe a 3v3 rift. Also the use of smaller maps like Wormhaven. And may also allow us to use slightly asymmetrical maps like Burnout. And they're going to fix scenarios where one team can play keep away with the spark longer than intended. And they're lessening the black screen time after scoring and further measures to discourage overkill farming. Overt kill farming, sorry. And then we move on to new exotic weapon ornaments. And we get to vote. Which one of these three tickles your fancy? We have the Arbalest, the Sweet Business, or the Rat King. So which one kind of tickles your fancy, guys? Voting for what? What about them? A weapon ornament. A new weapon ornament. You get to vote which weapon, and then they'll well, Nobody take... uses the Rat King, so that's pointless. Sweet Business is a joke, but a lot of people use that. What was the third option? Arbalest? That's probably going to be the one to get the ornament. You pick the weapon... They have handpicked a designer who will then take whichever one you've chosen and design a specific ornament for that weapon. And then it will be implemented in a year and a half time, basically, when we've all forgotten about it. Yeah, Arbalist would be the best. I wouldn't be sad if somehow Sweet Business got it. Yeah, Wrecking is stupid because it's such a small weapon and they already actually have a good design on the side of it. So it doesn't need an ornament. They have several ornaments for Rat King, too. Yeah, they do anyways, yeah. They do for Sweet Business. Sweet Business has got about four. That's that's Yeah, I've got all the ornaments for that, too. Yep. So we're, we're all leaning towards Arbalest, are we? I think so. <laughs> sure. It's the only one that I mean, makes sense, because it's the only one that people really use, you know? Yeah. Mm. It probably be, will so, be the one that gets voted for. Yeah, I mean, why vote for a Rat King if nobody's going to use it, right? It may be meta next season, that's why. So, as I said, once that specific exotic has been selected, they will be working with a chosen community artist as we help them create three different weapon ornament concepts. Once we have three that are viable to make it into the ornaments, we will have another community vote so that you can pick your personal favourite. So we're going to pick the weapon, and then we're going to pick the ornament. And that is going to hopefully be implemented by season 21. So what are we now with season seventeen? Yeah, so, It'll be a while. Possibly, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a hot minute. They've already picked their community artists, so no point in hassling them. And um, yeah, hopefully that'll be really cool. And then there's no point in telling you it's the last week of solstice because by the time you hear this, solstice will probably be yeah. one day to go. <laughs> so yeah, but we do have some player support report. So I'm going to pass it over to Kingsley to do his best parody impression for this. Ooh, and I better go fast because I do need to 
you did. here soon. <laughs> Player support. I'm not doing my best impression because I don't have it pulled up. Here we go. Known issues. While we continue investigating various known issues, here's the list of the latest issues that were reported. Text chat has been disabled. Actually, it is back. So it is. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the Eternity Crucible map did not count towards the flawless seals. This is the way, Triumph. The rally flag sometimes doesn't work in the second encounter of the Wellspring defend activity. This can be mitigated by waiting a few moments. I feel like we've known this for a while. Uh, I don't know why they're just letting us know this now. The duality introductory quest doesn't count master completion for the quest's objective. Okay. Hopefully you're not doing master your first time. <laughs> the takes all kinds weekly solstice bounty only progresses on major taken defeats. Who cares? Yeah. Players can instantly die when mounting a sparrow that's parked next to the bonfire. That sounds fun, actually. I, <laughs> I want to try that. Yeah. Players can sometimes die when transporting to the Nightmare Realm in the Duality Dungeon. Again, this doesn't seem like new news. Glows on this year's Solstice ornaments have an unintentionally reduced glow. Come on. Every year, right? <laughs> yeah, I said that last week. I'm sure there was an issue like the year before. Yeah, I'm on the right twab, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, so, and then, is that how he does it? Is there, we talk about it. any fixes coming? That's it. Okay. That's it. And well, then we, we say that you normally, Kingsley, you have a yeah. full list of known issues, don't you? You keep. Ah, oh, man. Uh, shouldn't have mentioned it. I've been slacking on that. But now that you have, maybe I need to work on that again. Well, it's always in our show notes. So if there is any other Oh my issues, gosh, I better start working on it again. <laughs> we always see Kingsley has an up-to-date list. Sorry. Sorry to put the pressure oh, on you. That's okay. But I'll tell you what I do keep an up-to-date list on. Yes. And give give my shout-outs again. Sorry, gentlemen, I got to leave. But no, um, I keep an up-to-date list and anyone let me know if there's any missing or ones that have stopped, but all known Destiny 2 podcasts. Yes, we keep that in our show notes, yep. And the domain is very easy to find. It's destinypodcasts.com. And if you even forget that, you can find out any information about the Guardian Hub, where I come from, including how to join our Discord, clan, the link to Destiny Podcasts list, all of that information you can find in one easily Updated, cool spot, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. That's cool. Sin's line. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us this week. Do no problem. Gentlemen, so, have a Thanks, thanks for putting time. up with me, Kingsley. Oh, no, it's great. I love the conversation. See, the thing, too, is I can, I can be frustrated on a logical sense, but emotionally, I'm not frustrated. I'm having a good time. So... <laughs> I'll see you in the raid. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Later. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. But yeah, I think we, we've kind of got to the end of the 12 now, haven't we? And he's given all his information. So go and check out the Guardian Hub, especially anybody that wants to do some raids. And, and hit Kingsley up personally and tell him that I sent you because that'll get you in. Hopefully. He's good people. He's a good yeah. guy. He is. So yeah, normally we do a Respawn's report roundup, but as Respawn is rounded up in an airport somewhere i i would do it because i haven't actually sent him the stuff so that would be handy if i told you the stuff in the respawns report roundup this week we only have a couple of 
issues for you. So due to certain solstice event items not appearing for bright dust during the event, these items will be appearing next week. So we have the sweet sprinkle ghost shell, the splendid vidula ghost uh, GL ornament. Oh, that's the grenade launcher ornament. The Baroque entrance transmat effect, the water gun emote, the quadricycle sparrow, and the regal darling shader, the seashell ghost shell, the no fair emote, the argent dusk ship, the sudden school hand cannon ornament, and the seashell projection, which I feel that they've kind of updated in the database because it's already in this week, well, today in Destiny, but that's what's kind of being updated next week in the Eververse store. And as Kingsley said, they have updated an issue that has, uh, the issue has been resolved for text chat and has been re-enabled re on all platforms. So if you encounter more issues, please go to the help forum and bungie.net and tell them that you've still got issues. So this was the text chat that was basically crashing people's games last week. I vaguely remember this kind of coming up at the same time that we were doing the raid and people were like, please, let's have that all turned off so that nobody gets crashed. But I think Bungie automatically turned it off their end, which was quite nice. Yeah, it was a big problem. Big problem in the community. I think those are your only two Respawn's reports for this week. Thanks, Respawn. That's okay. <laughs> but I was going to ask you guys, um, and I know Kingsley can't because he's not here. Damn it, it's so hard. The page is falling off mute, but... What? I was trying to say any time, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> that case. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. So, yeah, Gato, I was going to ask you and Kingsley, but as he's not here now, is there anybody that you would recommend following in the Destiny community for kind of builds or guides and things like that? Because I know I kind of do like a quick go through of the YouTubes this normally mm -hmm. but i thought this week i kind of asked you guys is there any people that you kind of follow that you could recommend to other people out there that i can put in the show notes this week yeah there's uh there's a smaller youtuber out there who's up and coming makes really good build videos and other a little amongst other things in his channel and that's mantix okay uh he i believe he was part of another destiny podcast i believe i don't, I don't know if he still is or not but i really like his videos they're, they're well thought out well scripted and they're very informational Semantics. I think uh, Hazel's a fan of him too. I think he's the one that turned me on to him. Um, if you want uh, quick, you know, like quick, like what mods are available in the tower, Bassify. He's uh, an Englishman that uh, puts out like little one-minute videos on YouTube. I think it's Bassify. Okay. Uh, I like his stuff because I had on my alt accounts. I there were a lot of uh, mods that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And I could just tune into his usually daily videos. They're just like a minute long. And I could immediately need to know if I need to go to uh, A to 1. And he even does the, the research and says, this mod has not been here in three months or eight months or a year. And go get it right now. So it's very informational, very short videos, but I like the guy. Very simple videos. Cool. Anyone else? Um. <laughs> So for putting you on the spot and not actually asking you this. No, question. I mean, I mean, of course, Crucible. My my favorite Crucible guru is Cool Guy. I'm sure you've already mentioned him. Yeah. But uh, if you have not followed True Vanguard, he does live streams. He does uh, weapon reviews, all from his live streams. I love True Vanguard's work. Really super nice guy. He never cusses. He's very. 
uh, I don't know if he's a religious man, but he's very clean cut. So if you have kids who want to tune in or kids are with you, he's very good to uh, sit and watch him play. He played my, his play style is very much like mine in a crucible. So uh, like a cover shooter. And yeah. I've watched him ever since the battlefield days. He's a great guy. That's well, all for me for now, I guess. Okay. Well, if you, um, if you've got links to their channels, absolutely. Then- and send them over to me. I can put those in our show notes for I will. people to follow. Because again, I've been pretty lazy this week with um, watching stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you've no, had to I mean, you've had to do the whole show. I mean, Nate Demon, I don't envy you, man. I mean, I have watched stuff on on YouTube this week, but it's nothing that nothing kind of outrageous, apart from one video that was, if I can find it, G minus. I think it's G minus has yes. done done a test on the legend of Acreus and it's stronger than he, th- he thought anyway it's doing quite high damage so this is the shotgun exotic shotgun in your heavy slot that was available from the first leviathan raid i believe you had to kind of run through it. i think it's available from the monument to lost light in the tower now and there is a catalyst for it as well but apparently it's doing quite a lot of high damage and people are kind of not actually paying any attention to it so he's done a video on the damage and what it's kind of doing because Originally, he'd done a video on it, testing it, and he'd made a mistake. So he's now gone back and done another one. So I'll link that in the show notes. But that's definitely one I, th- I thought was quite interesting this week. But yeah, I mean, I was I was watching a lot of Bife videos this week, catching up on some lore. Yeah. I need to catch up on my lore. I'm, I'm, I'm boy behind. So, and we've missed Arthur for the last couple of weeks. He's decided to have a holiday at the same time as Parody, at the same time that Respawn decides he wants to do some work. I don't know what that's all about, but... Misleading. He's another good guy. Okay misleading I'll, i got this link here i'll send it to you as well he's he's uh he's an up-and-comer as well i like his content he does really good work on it and it's it's all over the place he does builds he does ornaments to get he tells tells people what stuff to uh look for in the tower coming up kind of what you do but uh yeah i like his stuff too i'm sending you the links thank you so i th- i think that might be the end of the show did I, did I do okay? Did, was I annoying? You, no, you enough? did brilliantly. You did brilliantly, yeah. You, you annoyed our stand-in parody enough that he couldn't actually string some words together to counter-argue you. There was, <laughs> was too much to counter-argue. I just he, threw everything at him. Why yeah. not? <laughs> oh, dear. So, would you tell the people where you come from and all your links so I can we can force force your links on them as well? Yeah, and I'm sorry. It was a shameless plug earlier, but I've just is kind of a passion project of mine. Uh, my my, it's not a new channel. It's actually been out a long time. I just have never really done much with it. But it's Gator, G A T R, all caps. Don't forget those underscores in between. Uh, you can reach me on PSN and on Steam that very same way. And I'm uh, Todd the Gator on Twitter. Don't remember, you know, remember that's G A T R, not uh, the animal. And our podcast is uh, Guardian Downcast. You can find us anywhere you get a podcast. Like I said, we've been podcasting for over three years now. And my co-host Hazelnut, or Hazel NT, is uh, my co-host. And you can find us at guardiandowncast.com. Real simple. All our links and everything's right there. Thanks for having me on, man. This was fun. I love talking Destiny. So I, I, I really appreciate you stepping in for the, the Hunter Master Rager. And hopefully and it, when, when he listens I, back, you've, he says that you've done him justice. So. If I lose the bet, and it is, in fact, uh, Wrath of the Machine raid, I will be maining a hunter, so I might be hunter 
Rager Master Race <laughs> next season. Uh, you, you'll only be a member. You won't be the leader. My current host didn't want to take a third bet, Gator. He couldn't face being away from his hunters and again no, no, no. for another season. No, I told him I'd take the bet. I just said it, it, I'm not going to have any kind of uh, <laughs> any kind of stakes where I have to play a Titan. You want to do other things? You want to bet silver? You want to bet whatever? Fine. Ooh, no, uh, it's no it's more the than you're forced to play a certain class. It's the no, highest stakes only. No, sir. Oh dear. God, this is a big well, airport. Hopefully I did you proud tonight, Respawn. I tried my best. I'm man. gonna have to listen to the show, man. From you what know, I hear, I, you you gave it to the man, so I'm looking forward I, to listening. I threw a couple dolphins in there too. Sorry, Night Demon, for editing that. <laughs> so thank you for joining us this week. Your Titan is Night Demon. Your holidaying Titan is still Peroti. Your hunter master rager on a plane somewhere. Or in a airport somewhere, is on my way to you. On, on oh, my yeah. way to me. Coming coming to you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is Mister No One's response zero life? Your law scribe, who has also decided to take a holiday as well, is Mister Not Half. Your stand-ins for this week are the warlocks Gator and Kingsley Mac from Guardian Hub and Guardian Down. You can email our show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail dot com. You can contact us on Twitter at Two Titans underscore Hunter. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, as Respawn found out last week. You can find all Cancel your questions. Downvote it. Don't nobody nobody join this TikTok. No. No, that thing has to go down in flames. <laughs> Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. You can find all your favorite guardians and not so favorite guardians, not in an airport, but playing the game. And you can listen to the, all our shows, Guardian Hub, Guardian Down, Two Titans on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube, where I will give you original gameplay. I will give you original gameplay. It's none of this taken from uh, a stream. I thought you were just going to talk people to sleep on your channel. Oh uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so thank you again, Gator, for joining us, and thank you again, Kingsley, for stepping into Baroti's very large shoes. Absolutely, man. You Anytime. guys take care. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Deuces. Later, Guardian. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. I love the fact that you came back just to be in the airport, you mad person. That's nuts, man. That's yeah, well, if, if I could have gotten out earlier, I would. Oh, dear. Anyway. So, um, I think it's a read the twelve, but now since I wasn't on the show, I guess I gotta go watch it. Something yeah. about a new game mode and Yeah, it won't you won't yeah. need to know about that, don't worry. It's a PvP thing? Yeah, yes. it's PvP. It doesn't matter to you. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'm gonna pass out now. Okay. So later man. <laughs>